Ladies and gentlemen, people of all gender expressions, thank you for checking out the North Bank Media Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Strevens. Joining me on the show this evening was Daniel Martin and Jordan Rain. Of course, you'll remember uh, Daniel was on the show a few months back. He is the front man of the uh, local rock group Daniel Martin and the Infamous. I say local, but they're actually... Uh, starting to pick up some traction worldwide, and he talked a little bit about that. Uh, Jordan is one of the vocalists in the group, uh, a recent addition, uh, who herself is also a student of music and someone who writes and produces uh, her own music under the name Jordan Rain. So always love to sit down and talk to musicians about their craft. Um, the infamous, you may recall, uh, Dan teased it a bit back in, in May, uh, but they, they are working on a new album, and the, the name of that album and the artwork a little bit is going to be revealed on this episode, so definitely stay tuned for some uh, inside dope on the infamous. Um, beyond that, you know, we, we touched on some a lot of stuff musically related and, and with Dan and Jordan's uh, efforts, um, and a little bit of cultural stuff. I dropped a couple... I guess bombs on them uh, as far as some of the ideas that I'm working on in this show that you may be familiar with, but a loose one, a fun one. Uh, Jordan and I realized we also have somebody else that we know in common, someone who's been on the show. So a few Easter eggs along the way, you might say, but uh, just a great conversation with uh, a couple of couple of you know open-minded and uh, and really interesting uh, musicians. So please enjoy. This is my conversation with Daniel Martin and Jordan Rain. Thank you for uh, thank you for having us on North Bank Media Podcast again. And this time, I, this time I've got a, a friend with me. That's awesome. Yeah, Dan and Jordan. It's great to uh, virtually, I guess, reconnect. And um, yes, of course. Thank you. Always happy to have you guys on. Yeah, thank you for having us. So I think Dan, like you, reached out to me and just blatantly told me that you were coming on the show again. So, uh, <laughs> and you made it sound like you had something cooking. So what's what's kind of What's burning? What's kind of pressing? What's kind of what can you tell me about Dan? Uh, Dan Martin. I, I said I, I said I wanted to set something up, thinking that it would take a few months to get in the books. But then you were like, "Let's go next week." <laughs> okay. You're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> well, I'm trying to get to 100 episodes by the end of the calendar year, so I'm, I'm taking everybody. I'm doing you know repeat whatever whatever it takes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, if you if you want to go, if you want to jump right in head first. Um, um, so, so if you look in our notes, Jordan, you see oh, notes, uh, notes. See, oh, professional. So tell us, tell us the secret thing about the the album. Like, tell us the secret yeah, thing the, about the album. I mean, I can, I can. If you need to phone a friend here, then I, then I'll then I'll help you out. But uh, well, I mean, we got artwork all ready to go for the album cover. Nice. We do have album artwork. We That's also correct. have a name that I don't know if I'm. I'm not telling anybody. No, about you, the name. you go ahead. Oh, am I allowed? You heard it here first. Yes, sir. <laughs> you heard it here first on North Bank Media. So go ahead and tell us what the what the album name is. The Pursuit of Heaviness. 
Nice. I like that, man. The pursuit of heaviness. Now, how many people in the band again? A hundred? Eight. There's eight. there's eight permanent members, and there's, I don't know. Well, there's on the album total, there's 35 people. Right. Okay. But in yeah damn in the in the in the band proper do you all have to agree on the on the name or how did how did that go down no this one did it right right he just egomaniac the <laughs> yeah well I've, I've had that name rolling around in my head for probably a decade and i was okay. like i want to do something with this and then this is yeah. this is where it, this is where it goes i'm sure if any of us had a problem with it we would have said something but no right. oh you, you guys are actually pretty good at, at speaking your mind on <laughs> good. that no when you did good <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want though right you don't want them to just roll over and or, no or no i don't want yes, yes people yes men and yes women like right. no, fuck that. Mm -hmm. so okay the pursuit of heaviness and when is this going to be widely available well i'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna i'm not gonna comment on where we're at with the process oh still playing that game huh well we're we're, we're, we're getting close we're getting there we're, we're thinking about it. I will tell you okay. that we're going to have a listening party in March. Nice. Where we're, that's that's going to be a public event. I want basically everyone who wants who wants to be there mm -hmm. to be there. So much so that it's probably going to be a free event. And, and I mean, don't, don't quote me on that, but that's just the thought process right now is that okay. we're going to make it a free event. I think we're going to have it at the Garneau Theater. Nice. Or, or somewhere similar. Sure. Um. Yeah. Basically, so, just walking off the street and. Okay. What were you gonna say? No, that's great. I think if not the Garno, maybe the Princess. I heard that there's some people trying to buy the Princess and sort of rejuvenate it, reboot it as like a multi-purpose venue. Okay. So, something to keep in mind, but. Yeah. Cool. I mean, uh, Infamous has a has previous existing history with the Garno, which is okay. why we're. I yeah. was, I was that was my first choice, right. actually. Uh, second choice. And they are great. What's your, what was your first choice? It yeah. was at the studio itself. Oh. I, I thought there was kind of a nice romantic idea that we were going to have a hmm. have the listening party in the space that it was recorded. But That's then yeah. but then I asked the owner of the of the place, like, hey, how many chairs do you have? We're expecting about 100 people. He's like, yeah, 15. Like, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> wow. Well, you can, you can rent chairs now. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like a lot of work. Uh, Might as well go to a room that's full of chairs already, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and the, snacks already provided. Oh, yeah, there's, there's going to be popcorn and nachos. It's going to yeah. be great. Nachos. Nachos. I saw you were on stage pretty recently, hey? At Shakers? Yeah, I was doing a Metallica tribute. That's why I look like a Confederate general right now. The, the Hetfield. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were doing November or something. Ew. Well, I don't know. <laughs> you never know if these these rock stars, man. They they got they play their own game, play by their own rules. <laughs> was yeah. now was this your return to the stage? Uh, kind of. So we yeah. we did like a little we did a little practice gig in October, and then we did like a full headliner, uh, well co-headliner in uh, on on Saturday. Okay. And and this that's that's got nothing to do with Infamous. It's not oh, like okay. a big, it's not a big thing that I'm like. That I'm that I'm pushing on people, so okay. it's it's just like a like a fun side thing that. Uh, gotcha, gotcha. So when can we look for Infamous to to re regroup and be on the stage? Good question. Well, I don't know. When do you want to be on stage? Well, I'm assuming you want to wait till the album's out. 
Not necessarily. No? Like I could, I could see us going on stage like maybe a few weeks, maybe a month before the album comes out, just to kind of get mm-hmm. people kind of warmed up. I guess. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Do you find you almost have to remind people who you are? You know, like kind of restart Ooh. rebuilding the brand a little bit. A little bit, like, like you always got to fight to to maintain at the top of your potential but uh, whoa that was that was fucking prophetic <laughs> um but i i'll have people that i haven't seen in years and they're and they'll they'll come up to me like i don't, I don't even necessarily know their name and they're coming up to me in the streets like when's the next infamous thing man are you serious yeah i i, I get recognized in like weird places i, I got recognized uh listen to this guy like, on it uh, I, I get oh, recognized. <laughs> hey, you know what? You're gonna you're gonna get recognized too at some point. Like you're uh, yeah, you you're, think so? you're gonna be like, oh my god, that girl. That's the girl who sings Dark Waltz, and that is me. Yeah. I am she. Right. <laughs> so you get recognized, and and then what? You have a nice interaction with these people, or most of the time i mean there's there's always there's always like the 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 stories i guess but um but yeah most of the time it's it's like people just want to like come up and fist bump you or or like maybe take a picture with you what wow i'm sitting next to a celebrity here you you are well i mean like you're 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 in a celebrity band man you're gonna ride his coattails right to the top jordan just hold on So it's already been two years. <laughs> you have been part of this group for like, yeah, dude. Like I know it's, it's going up. To, it's yeah, it'll be two years. By the time we probably get on stage again, it'll be two years. So <laughs> goddamn COVID. So yeah. you, you you joined the band and then and then what? How many live shows have you actually participated in? Zero. Zero. So you're on the al- You're on the most recent album. Yeah, I yeah. am. I am. But yeah, I joined in May. May of twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. And okay. so you've 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 been part of everything we've recorded since then. So yeah. like you were on the Taste of Madness B sides, right? Mm-hmm. Excuse me. You were on Dancing in the Fire, which we which we came out with earlier this summer. Which, I like that one, man. That was a good one. Yeah. Well, and we'll 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 uh, we'll come back to that in a bit. But sure. um, we'll put a pin in that. But but yeah. So. <laughs> We did. You were on dancing, yep. and you, you're on everything that's coming out next year. Yeah. And yeah, no, she and her her voice in the studio is like phenomenal. Like every everybody in the band is very musically musically adept. Right. Like they're all they're all. I mean, that's part of the part of the prerequisites. But right. like, you gotta play, You gotta be a musician. Yeah. yeah. You gotta you got know what a guitar looks like. Mm, nice. Yeah. Bare minimum. But but yeah, Rob Rob has of good stuff to say about your voice in studio like 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 what? he's he's listening to your like oh he's like there's there's a couple of spots and a couple of songs where he's like let's turn jordan up a little more yes. this is the first time i hear about yeah. this that's awesome yeah. Aww. You, got, you got a good voice dude well it's nice to get the roses while you can while you can appreciate them right rather than <laughs> yeah. be dead and you know she could sing yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be on my uh, on my what the heck is it called? Tombstone. Totally, she could yeah. say. Yeah. So, what was the audition process then like? Or did you guys know each other before this audition took oh. place? Or, um, so I am a music student at McEwen right now. Mm-hmm. Um, have been doing that for two two years. Um, 
And one of the bassists in the program that I was friends with knew Daniel and he knew that he was looking for a singer. And so he recommended me to audition. And yeah, I auditioned online. No, it was all, it was all digital, just like this. Oh, really? eh? Yeah. We we didn't meet each other until your first recording session. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't meet each other until the first recording session. Yeah. Yep. So I sent in a video of singing Dark Waltz and then a video of my choice. And... I guess I was just that good. Right. right? <laughs> Digitally, you made an impression on the man that he had to, he couldn't say no. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah, I practiced all the songs and then got into the studio and finally met him. <laughs> didn't meet the band though, probably till a year. Till, you No, you didn't. You didn't meet the band until the dancing video shoots. Yeah. That's basically been the only time this lineup has all been together was that one shoot. Mm-hmm. We still haven't played together. Wow. And, you, yeah. you haven't rehearsed together in the studio or anything like that? No. no. I mean, that's that's going to start soon. Oh, I can't wait <laughs> I was to say, Call me when this, call me like for the fourth or fifth show. I'll, I'll show up to that show. I don't know if I want to see this first show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm bugging. I'm bugging. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, the first show is going to be a banger. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, right? What is that I like, think- though? Like, do you anticipate some rust or, or how much work has to go into getting stage ready? All 12 of you. Oh, or- oh, lots. Like um, I'm anticipating like at least three months of work before we actually get on stage for the first time. And then, and then after that, it's mostly just maintenance, but, um, right. but what, so in, in a situation like this, like we've, we've had a few of these in the, the infamous line where mm-hmm. like, you know, it's been a while or like we're learning a new song or something like that, where we'll have what's what I call the fuck around sessions. Mm. Sounds which fun. which is like okay <laughs> the the only goal like we're not here to like you know win any best guitarist of the year awards right. nothing like that it's basically just like get from the start of the song <laughs> to the to the end of the song <laughs> and whatever whatever we have to do to get that's like that we the, the fuck around sessions right just get there just yeah. okay yeah. are you on board with that jordan or is yeah. that yeah okay good Honestly, that sounds about right with any other, like, <laughs> the rehearsals I've had. Cause I'm in, I have, like, a performance class where I perform with a band in my actual program. And every time we learn, like, a new song, the first one is, yeah, just basically that. You just got to get through it at that point. <laughs> and then you'll pinpoint everything later. Right. Yeah. There's something to that, right? Is like, start the song and finish the song. And then mm-hmm. work inwards from there, I guess. There's, mm-hmm. there's a work ethic that I've learned from a lot of uh, a lot of bigger musicians, either in that I, that I personally know or not. Mm-hmm. Um, like Lita, uh, uh, for 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 context, for last time it was a uh, Lita Ford. She had kind of this this work ethic where you would you practice at home, like you you do most of the work at home. You mm-hmm. practice for like three, yeah. four, five, six hours a day, right? And then you go to rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And that's and like a lot of the, like, I mean, I'm not going to whip you guys for that, but that's, a, that's where a lot of the work is going to happen is at home. Yep. And then we get together and make sure that it, it all, it all fits. Yeah. Right. So. Learn um, your parts at home and then. Yeah. yeah. So like you don't, you don't learn your parts in the rehearsal space. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So um, I think that's standard across any, in like musical industry. Like that's how it was in musical theater too. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's a little bit the same, like, in acting and film, right, Dan? It's like you kind of show up on set and it's like you kind of have X amount of time just to get the scene. It's not like figure out what the scene is. 
and yeah, then you know, for the most part. I mean, there's some playing, but oh yeah, like like um, on on darker than night. Like I, I remember having a couple of moments where I would go through the scene once, and Braden would be like, "Hey, all the work that you've done, throw all that shit out the window. We're going to do something different." Right. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm glad I spent hours and hours on that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, what, I don't know. Is there a certain relatability to that in music? Like maybe you guys get going on a song, and it's like, ah, maybe this song should go in this direction because of what this particular person is doing. Yes, like songs, you know, the things we do grow, they evolve. Like, um, like obviously with with Jordan, who has who is taking over um, Dark Waltz, which is a kind of a big, heavy ballad of ours. Right. Um, like the song is going to change just based on her voice. Like I've hmm. I've never heard her sing it in person before, and we're we're probably gonna. Right. Well, I I, I don't know. Like it, it probably won't change a ton, but it's it's going to be its own thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right on. That's fair. Yeah. Um, Dark Waltz. I'm, was was that the song? Is that the song that begins and ends the album? Or am I thinking of something else? N- no, that's. Um, I think you're thinking of Blood Orchid. Blood Orchid. But Dark that's Waltz right. is actually the song. Excuse me. That you chose to open up our last oh, podcast. Okay. Right. Right. Because that that song hit me. Obviously, I don't remember it maybe so well now, but like. <laughs> That was kind of the thing about your stuff was like, however you did it, you buried a lot of, I guess, emotion or feeling in, but not overtly so. Like, you know what I mean? Like it had a lot of feeling I, I is what touched me, but it, it wasn't like you beat it over the head. Um, do, you, do you remember what you felt with Dark Waltz? Like how, what it made you feel? <sighs> Dark. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think... I think your music struck me as being pretty layered, like pretty multidimensional. Like there was there was humor, there was there was sorrow, there was like a spookiness, a witchiness, some of it, you know. So yeah, yeah. Dark Waltz uh, covers a lots of bases. Actually, uh, tell tell him about your uh, your story with Dark Waltz. How your friend reacted when you you had a teacher or something that like that likes Infamous. Oh, yeah, there yes, it is. There it is. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Story time. Okay. Yeah, um, it's actually a coworker of mine. He is, ever since like I told him that I'm part of this band, I'm like, oh, you should check it out, you know? Mm-hmm. And he has just become the biggest fan. Wow. He's awesome. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's great. And so he, he was talking to me about like listening to this, the album that we have already out. And he was like, yeah, this song Dark Waltz is like so good. There's so many like layers, as you said, and like I, it hits me where it hurts, you know? Yeah. And I was like, oh, you know, that's the song that I get to sing. And he's like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, you're taking over. And he's wow. like, I'm going first show that you guys are going to be playing in. That's, and like, that's, yeah. that's really cool. I, yeah. I love, I love hearing <laughs> shit like that. Like, that's, that love, is awesome. And it's, it's, go ahead, Dan. I was just going to kind of put a button on that. I was going to say, like, I love I love hearing how, like, the stuff we do affects people. Yeah. So that's, that's really cool. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think at this level, I mean, with your band and with this podcast to an extent, you almost do have to go out and make those fans one at a time sometimes. You know, it's like go out, reach out to someone you know and, and show them what you've got. Like, I don't know what I thought about this show, but it's it's improved a, lot, a few of my friendships and improved the conversations I have among just close friends. It's not like I'm yeah. re- reaching hundreds of people or thousands of people, but I've actually improved some close friendships by what I do on the podcast. 
Well, right. Like what better way to get to know someone than like ask them about what, what drives them for two hours. Like right. that's some good shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's even friends who I don't, haven't had on the show, but they listen to an episode and then they, then we talk, you know, privately. It's like, mm. that's, maybe that's what it's about. Maybe that's, if anything, it's just, you know, it's more personal than I even thought. Right. It, it proves you're a good conversationalist. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Well, I've become better. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 So, so what I was, so you mentioned earlier the, uh, the artwork and the, and the album title. I did. Um, so the artwork is done by a guy in Toronto. Okay. So I, cause you know, I, I didn't want to just like only look in the small little pond that is Edmonton. Like I wanted to, it's fair to, to see what else was out there. And we eventually landed on an artist from Toronto named Marco Marin. Okay. And I, and Marco, I'm sorry if I, if I screwed up your name, um, I don't actually think I've heard him say his last name. <laughs> um, he's a, uh, yeah, Canadian artist. He's, he's a surrealist artist. Mm. So the artwork that we have is, do you, do you remember the artwork? The, oh, the yeah. Cover? Mm-hmm. So like, it's, it's very surrealist, obviously. Like mm-hmm. I, I told him, like, I, I gave him kind of like a loose parameter. I was like, I want it, I want it to be a cityscape and I want it to have like a little reference to each song. I want it to have like all the all the bandmates in it. I want to have like like all these little Easter eggs and, mm-hmm. and and shit that people are looking for. And by the end of that first conversation, where I told, oh no, we've lost him. We've lost him, folks. Like <laughs> oh my. God eggs with the songs yeah as i see us like i i looked at it and i can see like all the band members but he starts with the actual songs really mm-hmm. yeah there's, there's something in there for every song when do we get to you guys just froze up for a second there but when when do we oh. so there's a there's a Uh-oh. there's a kind of a hint of every song in the album art you were saying oh yeah at least one that's cool like, like so, uh, yeah there's a little the pirate <laughs> ship for the for, for pirates yes Oh yeah. When do we get to see it? Do we get a sneak peek, or or is that coming? You, you know what? I think we're probably going to post it before the album comes out. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah, we'll, we'll um, we'll we'll make a we'll make a thing of that, and we'll we'll definitely make sure that everyone can find um Marco's socials for sure. And uh, and yeah, like his his uh, his stuff on his own, like his I guess his solo art is mm-hmm. like oh my god, like it's cool. I can't even just, it looks like everything he does looks like a tool album cover. Like it's, 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 it's great. He's such a good artist. Do you know how to spell his name? M-A-R-C-O. Mm-hmm. M-A-R-I-N. So I wonder. I got Marcos. Is he, he's not Brazilian, is he? <laughs> no, this he's, well, he, he's Canadian. Things. <laughs> no, he's he's Canadian, but okay. he's I think his family's from Mexico. Okay. And actually, um, a few like earlier this summer, this is the life really blew up in Mexico. Mm. And, um, oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. So I and like it wasn't anything Marco did. Oh, thank you. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm good here. Okay. Um, yeah. So this is the life blew up in Mexico, and and not just Mexico, but like all the Hispanic countries and. And yeah, he, he, he took note of that where he's like, that's my people. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. It it took, this was like simultaneous with you getting to know him or it was before. 
well, it was during his time knowing us. Gotcha. Like it was, it was around the time that the music video for dancing really took off. Gotcha. Now I'm going to do something experimental here and share my screen. Okay. And you tell me, can you see this? Is this him? Oh, that is absolutely him. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I don't know how this is going to turn out in the podcast video recording, but at least people can potentially get a sense of. It's like, yeah, I I, I know that handsome face. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty wild stuff. Like, and and the the three headed owl or the three faced owl is uh, is in like I one of the things I told him I was like I want you to put small versions of your art pieces into the album, and he did, and I think the three faced owl is one of them. Yeah, I think you're right. I remember seeing that. Yeah. I had no idea what it meant until now. This is an alternate take on the Teletubbies right here. Oh my god. <laughs> it's got all the colors of the yep. Teletubbies. Yep. <laughs> the four Teletubbies of the apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, I, I dig it. That's very yeah, this comes from a an interesting He's Mexican in Mexican heritage but Canadian, Toronto. Okay. Yes. And I think I think you're on kind of a dark uh, little corner of his art pieces, okay. but like, but he a lot of the stuff he does is like, like he's he's got just like creatures that he invents or landscapes that are just, you know stuff that looks like it, it could almost be in like the Avatar movie. Wow. Okay. Like yeah, he he does everything. It's 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 wild. Like you can get, you can absolutely get lost in everything he does. He is he is the guy for 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 our art piece. Like he he was always the guy. How did you hook up with him? You were how did like how did you go about that search? I don't remember. I I <laughs> I think I started looking in Edmonton just like to see who was here and and, and there's there's a lot of good artists in Edmonton, but mm-hmm. none that I was like like you know I was I was blown away by lots of them, but it's like you know what, not for this. Fair I kept, kept I kept saying that I was like not for this, not for this, not for this, but then I found Marco and I was like. Maybe for this. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And, and then he showed me a rough outline of what he was thinking, and I was like, definitely for this. <laughs> nice. Yeah, there's something, I mean, in a way I could see how his work would link link up with your music, because I always found that your music sort of had a, a fantastical or, or folklorish uh, feel to at least some of it, you know? So yeah. It's, I could see that being unified. Now, is that fair to say of this artwork that for the album? Oh, absolutely. Fantastical. Like, yeah. It's or... very, it's very fantastical. Like he's, <laughs> he's, so not, not only did he do like a cityscape for the art piece, but it's also like very futuristic. Mm. So he's nice. got us in outfits that don't exist yet. And <laughs> there's, and there's like, you know, buildings that won't be a thing for a hundred years. And yeah, cool. it's, it's, it's yeah. magical. Yeah. And does that fit with the subject matter of the album? Some of the stuff you're writing? Uh, no, not really. Actually. No, okay. but I think that's something that he he gleaned from the album, which I think is really cool. Because like, especially on like a, a, a few songs in particular, it's very much like a look into the future. Okay. Especially like the last song, like Big Life. Mm, yeah. That's, that's I very see that. that's very much like a look into the future, and I think maybe that is what he took away from the album, which fuck yeah like sure like it's it's his interpretation of of like he he listened to our stuff and then he did this art piece and i was like that's exactly what i want so that's epic 
Yeah. There's been a few times where I've had posters produced for movies that I've done. And it's just like to see another artist from another, you didn't know them to see their interpretation on your statement. Yeah. It, you know, it feels good. <laughs> usually most times. And, and, and you know what? There's, there's something to be said about trusting someone's artistic oh, judgment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like I could have sat there and nitpicked and like, I want right. this here. And I want like, I could have just drawn it out for him and been like, okay, now you do it. Right. Right. But, there, but I, I mean, you know, if we're on a podcast, if, if you, I'm going to assume you feel like a story. Always. That's what this um, is. I went, story I went to time. like a little, I went to like a little fundraiser party at, at my high school, like years after I graduated and my old art teacher was doing like uh, temporary spray paint tattoos. And my dad and I were like, that could be kind of cute. Let's, let's get like matching tattoos. Your dad said that could be cute. I said that could be cute. My dad's much more manly than I am. (laughs) That's what I remember. Yeah. (laughs) From the last time. Okay. So you're like, this would be cute. And your dad's like, oh God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he, he is covered in tattoos. So like we had to kind of find real estate on there. (laughs) So like me, I'm 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 skin virgin, so I've got none. But he's like, right, right, I think right. I've got a space like on my hand, right, or on my arm, or something. so. Like we we found somewhere, and we both got like silly little skulls with flames, and it was something you know you you wash off a few times and it's gone. Sure. So my the my, the art teacher was like, Dad, pick two colors. So my dad's like black and green. So he does black and green, and then he get he says, Dan, pick two colors, and I was like, you know what? I trust your artistic judgment. You do whatever you want. So he's like, fucking challenge accepted, son. So he uses like six colors where he's yes. he's doing like red and white and yellow and black and and he's he's going really hard on this silly little spray paint tattoo. And it looks awesome. And I've got a picture of it buried somewhere, but <laughs> but but there is something to be said about trusting people's artistic judgment, like uh-huh. letting them do what they do best. Right. That's the, that's the balance, right? Like, and maybe you could tie that to how you guys work on your vocals in different songs, right? Like, is there a part where it's just like, you just go hands off and let her, let, let Jordan sing for instance, or potentially, I guess you guys haven't done too much together really, but you know, we we have, we've, we've recorded quite a bit. So do you want, do you want to front that one? He, he was always like, you know what, listen to it at home, come up with some stuff, bring Mm -hmm. it in. Or like, I where I had some stuff like make, made up on the spot and yeah. you know, Daniel would say if he liked it or not. And <laughs> I could, I think of some stuff in like Marilyn, I think I came up with. Yeah. Or, yeah I think you, you kind of went a little creative there. What else? What was the other one? Uh, Another um, song as well. Like, like I think I can't remember what it was though. There, there was a few yeah. moments where you, you kind of went and did your own thing. Yeah. And, and yeah, so like with I, I like that kind of story I just described. I try to apply that as much as possible to the to the creation process. Because yeah, like I I come in with the songs, but then mm-hmm. I tell I tell you like, hey, here's here's a placeholder part that I wrote for you. Make it better. Mm-hmm. Do better. Like if <laughs> like if you if you have something if you have something that you want to bring in, like if you want to kind of expand on the thing that I created. Yeah. Fuck, fuck yeah. Like <laughs> and, and there's the times where us three um trio vocalists get together and we come up with harmonies for every single song. And then oh Rob decides he doesn't like any of it. Oh. And it <laughs> that was one time. <laughs> 
it, it, four it, songs. It was for four songs, yeah. but it was one time. It was one time, but it was every song. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Rob again? Rob uh, Rob Hughes is the producer of the album. Okay, right. He's um, okay. So we're 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 going to start a process to kind of lead up to the album where we're putting out making out videos. Nice. And the one that we put out a few weeks ago for Pirates is the only one that Rob's not on because he didn't produce that song. But everyone after that okay. is going to feature Rob. All right, so we'll get to know Rob. Yes. So Rob is a is a very brilliant, uh, competent music producer. He's He's been producing music longer than longer than we've been alive. Probably. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, He's got pretty gray hair, yeah. <laughs> Silver Fox guy. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, How did you yeah, get? Is he Edmonton? Is he local to Edmonton? Yes, he is Edmonton. I met him through a guy named uh, David Pedivar, who's a who's a musician around town. He actually owns the studio that we uh, that we recorded at. Um, yeah, Rob. What I like about Rob is that he's so good at his job. That he can be relaxed about it because ah. you know some producers are like oh my god we need to like we need to do this thing <laughs> like like, right. like did i did i get the guitar solo doesn't matter we're out of time like oh my god but okay but, you know if, if i screw something up in the studio rob's like okay go again Just whatever right take your time now I that mean, comes go ahead <laughs> oh sorry no, no no go ahead I'm just saying. Well, we're the ones paying him, so yeah. There you go. <laughs> the more time we spend in there, the more money he makes. <laughs> True, but he also works for you in a sense, right? Yes, and um, he's uh, he works with us, not for us. Okay, I'm. I've been curious about the the producer band relationship. I had a guy on the show a few weeks ago who talk to me about how he had all these songs written and he went to the producer and the producer started helping him as far as even how it was going to be arranged and then what musicians were going to come and play on the sessions you know it's like it's mm. kind of a neat role really like you're you're in some ways like a director almost of a film absolutely yeah and um and that that relationship that you're talking about um if you if you want me to expand on that sure um that really depends on the musician hmm. like <laughs> Rob might get uh, no. He he won't get mad at me for saying this, but some of his clients might. So sometimes he'll get like the odd mom who brings in like their sixteen-year-old, and their mom's like, "Okay, my daughter is going to be the next Taylor Swift," and Rob's like, "Uh huh." <laughs> so which means they've got like so it's like, what, what do you have? Well, I have a good voice, and what else do you have? do I need anything else? It's right. like, okay, so we're going to, we're going to write you a few songs. We're going to write you a couple of singles and which Rob does. Mm -hmm. He's a, okay. he's a very, um, he's a very accomplished songwriter. So in that case, he's got to do like just about everything. Right. He's got to write, he's got to <laughs> record, he's got to produce, mix, master. He, he, he basically like does everything except sing the song. Wow. Um, and then, and then, you know, the average thing he does is he'll have bands in where they'll have a song written and he'll kind of like massage it into place and get it, get it nice and maybe trim the fat or add something here, some input, excuse me. And then he'll kind of arrange some of the, the, the flowery stuff on top. Mm -hmm. Whereas with us, um, he actually goes on record and says this. So you'll probably hear him say this at some point where he says infamous music feels very complete when it comes into studio. Interesting. 
so so like I've already gone through the process of writing most of the stuff mm-hmm. that gets recorded, and he mm-hmm. he changes stuff. Like there yeah. there was a few moments where he took what we had yep. and just throws it over his shoulder, <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, we're starting over." <laughs> Which, yeah, you know what? I love the, that. The goal, the goal is the best product ever. This is that, yeah. So if if Rob if Rob throwing stuff over his shoulder gets the best product ever, then sure, then I'm all for it. Um, but who makes that executive call in those cases? You or him? At the end of the day, me. Like it's it like like you said, like it is. It's a it's a work. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're like um, in the corner there. <laughs> it's just Dan's floating head. I know. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't want to sit on this little Come, little derpy stool. Why don't you, can you both get on the couch, or what's? Is there somebody else there? Not. Well, not no. Dave. No. <laughs> um. Uh. Oh. I. I call. I call all my bandmates, babe. No, yeah. I know, but like, look at you. You're. You're crouching in like a pirate pose. I'm, I'm fine. It's. It's. It's the. It's the thinker. It's rock and roll, baby. Yeah. It's the thinker. Um. <laughs> What was I? Well, uh, yeah. So, like, what I was what, saying what is, was like, I at, saying again? at the end of the day, it it is our call. So, like, if Rob, sure, if Rob throws something over his shoulder, and I'm like, actually, I like that, then he will go and gather all the shit that he just threw over his shoulder. Um, yeah, yeah. So it is, it is, it is at the end of the day my call. But at the same time, I brought him in for his, I guess, ninth opinion, his uh, his outside opinion, mm-hmm. right. Right, exactly. And you need to have that guy who's, who's divorced. It also, as much as he's a director, he's kind of like an editor in a sense, too, it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. Right. So what's his name, Rob what? Rob Hughes. Rob and Hughes. His, his studio is called, oh, I guess that David Pettivar's studio is called Titan Sound. Titan Sound. Nice. Yeah, I think I think the place might have had something to do with car stereos before because there's, there's still a few bits and pieces of that in the studio. Interesting. I, I have no idea. That's just like a, a speculation. Sorry, did I did I answer your question before of um what of was the, the producer? What question? Well, the the, the, the musician producer relationships. Right. No, kind of, I was. I think that helps a lot. I think what you said is true. Is like it's your music ultimately, but he is there to sort of get, get ring the best product out of you in a way, right? Even if that means a little bit of agitation, it seems. Right, and on the agitation note, my my favorite example of producing ever is on uh, Metallica with the Black Album. So you you probably know the story of like Bob Rock. Right. Or you probably heard the name. Do you, do you know anything about that? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I think I know the anecdote, but I want to I wanna hear you tell it because you're a much bigger Metallica fan than me, I think. Yeah. Oh, you, you yeah. don't say yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So <laughs> Bob Rock, uh, they hired him to do what would become the Black Album which is their best-selling album ever. Like, I think it routinely sells 5,000 copies a week, which adds up. Yeah. Yeah, like, like people who worked on that album and nothing else can basically, like, coast off of that financially because it just keeps going out the door. And there was a lot of tension and animosity and, like, aggression on that album. Like, like the way they phrased it is like every day we, we get up and we put on the fucking battle armor and we go in and we're like, we're fighting for every choice we make. And mm. like, there's, there's a song, in, there's a song in particular called unforgiven on that album that has an amazing guitar solo by Kirk Hanna. Mm-hmm. And that took forever 
for them to do. Like that took weeks of, of Bob bullying them where they would, there's like this footage of them like fighting in studio. And he's like, you know, Kirk's like, I'm doing whatever I want. Like I'm, I'm he's, and he's trying to explain his, his mentality of like, I want to grab him and take him to this place. And Bob's like, no, it's crap. Like, <laughs> it's like, crap. like you know, now that you've warmed up <laughs> and, 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 and they just, it just kept on growing and growing. And then eventually Kirk just started shredding the solo that we know and love now. Right. And Bob's like, that's what I'm fucking looking for. <laughs> it, it takes a real monster sometimes to get people to, to perform because he knew Kirk was capable of more every time. Right. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like he, he didn't just want to slap on anything. Right. And, and when I, to- when I told Rob, during that first initial conversation about this album, I wanted to have, I told him, I was like, I want to have the Bob rock experience. Like I want you to bully the best music you can out of us. And he's like, no, I don't do that. <laughs> he's a sweet old man. I know. <laughs> so and, and I was, I, I was going to sure. uh, finish and just by saying like, um, careful what you wish for. Cause there, there was like, a, <laughs> there was a few moments of that where, um, where I, I did have a little bit of like, not not fighting with Rob, but like there there was a moment with uh, with AK where I actually got kind of emotional in studio, and I guess it didn't feel like my song anymore. Oh, really? uh, of all the with all the the stuff that he changed, so we we kind of found like a happy uh, hmm. middle ground where it's like it's equally Rob's song and my song now. Like it's mm-hmm. not just like let's throw this over the shoulder. Hmm. Interesting. So like we we had a discussion and we're like you know fighting for our choices like uh, mm-hmm. Bob Rock and Kirk did right for you yeah sure do you have any songs that you can think of that are mostly Rob's no 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 because they were like mostly done in the studio okay. I can think of songs that are more like that Rob has more of a of an input on so AK yeah like AK uh, is is very much Rob AK is um is a beautiful uh, piano ballad that we have coming up. Nice. Which, uh, um, it's it's got yeah piano quartet and it's got a guest singer who we're not prepared to to oh man really see info on just yet. <laughs> You're a master marketer, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So the, a, a lot of the string songs are Rob's. Mm. Like he he redid a lot of that. Um, and a lot of the songs where the the vocal trio has more of a presence on, like Spooky Party. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of these have like stupid working titles that like we're, oh, we're gonna okay. change. Or okay. we, yeah, it's we're not selling it as that. Like new. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did um did you have anything should, like that that you wanted I to start, ask? Or, like, should I start hosting this show at some point? <laughs> yeah, like what? Because uh, I mean, I've, you know, I've got a little list of notes here for like <laughs> stuff that I can talk about, stuff sure. that Jordan can talk about. But but you, know, if you if you've got stuff that you specifically wanna wanna. get out of us then sure well i mean it sounds like the new album is i mean because last time we spoke it was a maybe and now you're telling me it's a definite and now it sounds like maybe the spring you're going to drop this on the world i'm i'm very reluctant yeah yeah Yeah. what are you gonna say daniel yeah (laughs) i'm very reluctant to put a date on it okay but like i said we're we're gonna have a listening party in march Mm mm-hmm and I'm going to put a window on it. And I'm going to say probably like second quarter of the year. Okay. Of 2020. Okay. Right on. So well, like April, April or June. 
That late, huh? Even us band members are in the same boat as you guys. We're like, <laughs> it's done. Let's go. Release it. Okay, I know it's it's, it's a long time. We're... Yeah. Well, okay. So, is there a sense of of letting it letting it like what do you? I know you are keeping it under wraps a little bit, but is there a sense of letting it overbake and overdevelop and make sure you've got exactly what you need? Like, could it go out the door tomorrow? No. Could it go out the door in a month? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm getting uh-huh. at though? Like is the because here's the thing with making a film, as you might know, like you you recently did a music video, you don't ever finish editing a movie. You just stop editing a movie. You you decide it's good enough for you. Well, I you guess that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're not even at that point yet. Okay. We're 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 not at the point where it's it, it's it's not done. That's I, I again I don't want to comment on what phase it's at, but I will I will just say that it's it's not done now. Okay. And it's it's going to be a few months before it is done, mm-hmm. and obviously with the with the listening party books, mm-hmm. and yeah, like right. I don't want to. We're we're not at the point where we're where we're wondering if we're over baking it. Okay, that's all I wanted to that, know. That, that, yeah, no, that, that's a good uh, that's a good uh, mm-hmm. phrasing of it though. Right. So one thing we talked about a little bit on the last show, Dan, was like you have a nine to five job, and yet you you still sell, selling steel studs. Yeah. Good. I'm yeah. glad to hear that. <laughs> I'm actually getting a, a commendation at work for uh, five years of there, five years of being there. Congrats. Uh, Friday. Thank you. So what but are you going to say? I was going to say, I guess maybe Jordan can talk a little bit more about it too, is like, why, why then if you have a day job and you, you have, you're making ends meet, where does that intrinsic motivation to just do this creative pursuit uh, in your, in your evenings and your weekends, you know what I mean? Like why? Uh, that's something I'm trying to get to the bottom of. Well, I I talked about this about this with you last time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd love to hear your take on it. Like, why why are you are you creating? Well, and maybe say, Jordan, like, what do you do kind of in your day to day life? Like, do you have a, a you know like a part time job? You said you're studying. Like, why then yeah. go out at night or in the weekends and be a part of a band and give a bunch more of your free time to to this? Because it's so cool. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yes, it's, it's, it's the coolest thing I have been a part of in a long time. I think so. I think so. Um, and it has definitely like brought so much out of me as an artist. I mean, I, I've talked about this on another podcast, but like he brought me into the studio for the very first time. I've never been in their studio before I was in band um did you record at school ever like was that part of your training i have now but not okay so but when we went in the studio the first time you hadn't before okay okay never yeah that's cool yeah yeah so i mean i think yeah like helping you in the band be like put forth there what am i trying to say I like being part of something that I know is helping like other musicians also put forth okay. their artistic like view and ability. And cause I feel like that is what infamous does is mm-hmm. it's, it's very much like all of us. And mm-hmm. I like being part of that. Um, I mean, yeah, like it is my hobby, but it's also, it used to be like my dream to mm-hmm. like be like be my nine to five job, but you know, reality sets in. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's our passion. Like that's all I can really say about it. Mm-hmm. I, when you, when you said that, um, I had this image of you, like in, in your class, like all these green as grass musicians, like never been in a studio before. And Jordan's like, I've done this before. <laughs> yeah. This ain't my first dog and pony show. <laughs> right. I mean, there's, there's a few, like Kaylee, Kaylee, um, I'm, I'm working on an album, like a solo album. And, uh, my, one of my good friends, Kaylee, is like producing it, and she's also helped me write it. She is like one of the only other ones I've known that has that was in a studio before school because we're both in the same program. Okay. Yeah. Like, there's a few, but not very many. That's for sure. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah tell us a bit about your uh, your solo stuff. It is very different from this. <laughs> yeah. It's not at all like this. Right. <laughs> not, not big and scary. It's right. not big and scary at all. <laughs> it is very Taylor Swifty. Okay. Um, it's got some like Olivia Rodrigo vibes and okay. some Billy Eilish vibes going down. Mm-hmm. Um, like yeah, I have yeah. So I have like an album of like 14 songs coming out soon as well wow okay yeah i didn't know that that's that's awesome yeah they're all originals of of mine and kaylee's and you you put out the first single already yeah you know yeah yeah i have one out. i'm hoping how can Hmm? people hear that if they want to hear it and they should hear it it's out everywhere it's on spotify it's on itunes what's it called it's called worthy by jordan rain (laughs) Um, Jordan nice. Rain, A O R D Y N R A Y N E. Cool. Okay. Yeah. We'll yep. And be doing an, another single coming out soon to lead up to the album coming out. Do you have an approximate time for when you're gonna? I want it to be out like the first week of January, and I think it's getting. It's, I think it's getting there. Okay. I think nice. that is when it's gonna go down, and then. Maybe I'll do a listening party too. What do you think about that? Yeah, Dan, what do you think about that? <laughs> She's going to beat me to it. Damn it. <laughs> well, that doesn't sound very hard. It, I don't have like... At the rate you're going. Yeah. I don't have strings though. I don't have all the sh- yeah, that you have so, in yours. So, so, so you're, 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 I mean, lead vocals on your thing, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then Kaylee does acoustic guitar. Yeah. She programs some of the other stuff, like the drums. Yeah, we also have we also have help from another engineer as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, just a little one that's a little bit more um, like he like experience and like knows what he's doing. Sure. Um, but Kaylee is like learning and stuff still. Um, mm-hmm. just like me. Um, yeah, this is like both of our this is our first times putting out anything. That, is it? Is it easier these days or is it easy enough these days to put out an album? Like tech, let's say tech wise, you know what I'm saying? Like back in the day when it was reel to reel recording or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Like recording, recording on film. Yeah. Or uh, recording on tape. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Basically film. Yeah. Audio film. I think so because I am technology um, deficient. Mm. (laughs) I, I, I read an article that, that says you can record pro music and, like at home and put it out. Like yeah. you, you can you can record music yes. at home for like three hundred bucks worth of gear. Yeah. Which I think that's kind of like that's that's exaggerating. No, that that's but... exaggerating. I think you got to have a little more than that. But um. Yeah. But you you can do it. It's it's never been easier to record music at home. Right yeah. now, here's I might have asked you this, Dan, the last time, but because there's this accessibility for people, like, and, and it's the same in all art really like now you can make a movie on your iphone really you can write the script shoot it edit it and post it does that 
does that is that a good thing is that a net positive or is that allowing a lot of just like crap into the world <laughs> it's both right yeah. it's it is it is both uh do you want to do you want to weigh in on that well i think you know you're right it's it's both in the same thing with like recording music at home and making music at home. I know lots of people just do it with like a MIDI keyboard because mm. you can program whatever you want. But again, that's not real instruments. That's mm. program instruments. Mm. So it's not going to sound the same as of like what our album is going to sound like. Cause it's all real. Well, well, I'd be lying to you if I said like a hundred percent of the instruments are real, but, well, most, but of most of them, like <laughs> we it's, it's uh yeah, like we we have the quartet on the album, but then like we kind of fill out the sound of the strings nice. with uh, with some keyboard. So it's so it's both. But yeah. but but you're right. Like it's 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 as or it's it's as organic and real of an album as we can make it. Interesting. And, like, the quality, yeah, the quality of an iPhone is not going to be the same as the quality of a huge like film camera. So mm-hmm. actually, there's some cameras that are like phone cameras that are getting close. What? There's there's some iPhones that like they sh- they shoot commercials on. Yeah, that's how they market them now, right? Like, yeah. Oh my god! But I, I guess you, you would know all about that. Like, you'd know about the. I re- I refuse to even look into it because the. <laughs> Wait, let me <laughs> let me ask the question a bit more because what because anybody can do it now. It allows just more of it to be made. Yeah. Oversaturated. Right, but you guys immediately went to a place of like your the music that you guys make is more organic. It's more real. It's like real instruments recorded. Uh, you know, whatever, off the floor, whatever you want to say, real instruments in a real studio. Is yeah. that kind of the difference? But do only purists or real musicians know the difference? You know what? I'm sure, I'm sure there's going to be people, excuse me, who are going to listen to our album and be like, oh, that instrument's fake, but it's not. And then there's, and then it's going to go <laughs> the other way where people are going to be like, oh, that sounds totally real. And then it isn't. Mm. So, yeah. So it's, it's, um, but is that the issue? The realness of the of of the technology? Like who, you know, does that really matter? Oh fuck no. Like no. I oh, not, <laughs> not to me. Like I like I could give a fuck about the, the 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 analysts and the purists who are listening and be like, oh that that bass drum does not sound like a real bass drum. It sounds too perfect or anything like and it's like yeah. man, go fuck yourself. Like, but people are <laughs> people are like becoming so adapt to like perfection. Mm-hmm. in like what is it like tuning and sound and everything and like mm-hmm. even myself i notice it sometimes when i'm listening to like real instruments being recorded and i'm like oh but that's just like i, I notice something but and i'm like oh but that's just like how it would sound if it was live or right. something you know? yeah there's got to be a certain amount of well it is the realness right it's the imperfection of it sometimes that makes it yeah it has some and, character and yeah. this this album will be far from perfect <laughs> But, but in a good way. In a good like, way. So, what does that mean? Like, okay, how about for instance, Darker Than Night, the film that we made? There's going to be some scenes in that movie that just aren't as good as other scenes. Uh, oh, for sure. Um, you know. Obviously, like I, I've I've probably seen as much as you have. Like I saw that little teaser that they made. Oh, I, I actually saw uh, like a full cut of it a while ago. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Um, it was great. I mean, it had its moments, and we knew what it was. It was a five thousand dollar movie that got the job done and had some real bright spots. Right. I thought. Right. But you know what? Like that, that film is deliberately like that. Like that film is <laughs> Braden's audition to big Hollywood. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, yeah. Like it's, it, it, it's no illusions. Like people know what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, 
Right. So I'm one, I guess I'm just, I'm wondering like, where do we draw? Do, I mean, not, not draw the line or be gatekeepers, but like, do you, what is it then that you as artists have to do if you want to keep excelling and keep pursuing? Like we have to make the best art possible. Hmm. It, it, that doesn't matter if it's, if it's real, if it's fake, mm-hmm. if it's or simulated or, or staged or anything like that, we just have to make the best art that we can. Mm-hmm. We have to make the best music we can. We have to ba- make the best music videos we can. We have to perform on stage the best that we can. Like, yeah. it, there's there's no line of like, you know, is real better is, or is fake better? It's, right. it's like the best that we can. But what is the best? How do you know? God damn it, I don't know. <laughs> To me, it would be something like whatever is the is the best, like the purest expression of whatever the idea is that you have, right? Like, yeah, putting your full self into it at the time. Yeah, like the one the one that makes people feel the most, I guess, hmm. is my answer to. Interesting. See, I I came to it, and I think Jordan did too, from a place of like internal. Like it, this song is the best expression of me and my ideas, and you're saying it's the opposite. It's like this song is going to be valued and validated by the response to it. Hmm. Oh, the internal versus the external. Yeah. And that's, and that's a great, um, I guess litmus test for it, but, Hmm. um, I'm hoping that this album will be both. And that's how, that's how we'll know we've got the best shit possible is that it does for us internally. And then, yeah, that's um, I think the best way to put it. Same with my stuff. I, I know that it's not going to be the best recorded because I'm still learning and it's not in the best studio or by, by any means. And mm-hmm. we're not the best editors or anything, but you know, the songs that I, I wrote are the best expression of myself. And that's all I can really do at this point. Beautiful. Well, and it's like, there's also kind of a grain of salt to be taken. Like it, it's, it's your first recording of your group. Mm-hmm. Like you and Kaylee are still figuring stuff out. So yeah, like it's no one's going to listen to it and be like, Oh, you could have done this better. You should have done this better. <laughs> I wish. Who, I wish. <laughs> who is that guy who talks like that? <laughs> the the I hate gatekeeper, him. gatekeeper elitist. Sure, sure, yeah. But also think about think about having those songs in ten years from now when you when you are flying, you know, and you are well established, and you can go back and and have those as a, you know, a record to who you were then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, did you did you have any other kind of follow up thing, or, or can I uh, can I bring? I'm flying else by the seat of my pants, Daniel. All right, me too. So let's <laughs> let's, let's keep rolling. So um, I I've, I've got a thing that I was going to bring up, but before that, I want to hear your take on. So we 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 did the making of videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, we put out a making a video for this is the life. Um, tell. Tell us, or tell, tell you know, tell Patrick and North Bank Media. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell us about that. What was the making of stuff like? Um, super cool. I, again, like haven't really been interviewed or did a making of video before. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I talked about a bunch of the songs. I talked about the process. Um, and yeah like what do you want me to say about it i don't know well i like you know it's stuff you like stuff you didn't um like what songs you you because you you a question that i made sure everyone got asked was what's your favorite song on the album oh yeah um i i talked about marilyn i really like marilyn um i just i like the message that it sends out um about like women in the Hmm. music industry 
um, which is yeah, super powerful. And I think the the lyricism and that, like the way that you put like the whole theme of like women in the industry in the song is just bang on. So that's and then also the instrumentation is is just super like and rock and roll, but not too heavy and dark. It's one of like I think one of the least darker songs on the album. Quit touching the table leg. You're rocking the camera. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, for, first of all, let me say that you, as a woman in the industry, me. telling me that I, you know, I, I correctly portrayed that is that's like fucking. Well, that's a that's, tough, tough thing to do these days. Yeah. It's just like, you maybe know, an impossible thing to do. It's nothing. Sometimes it's like nothing that we do is right. Yeah. yeah. And I, I've, I've seen, I've seen people be like that with, uh, with women in the industry. So I, I did. So I guess for, for context sure. sake. There, yeah. Say a little a more about this. So there's a song on the album called Marilyn that we did actually perform live one time at our last concert at Rec Room. Okay. Um, and it's it very much takes a swipe at the Hollywood standard of beauty. Yeah. I, I might have mentioned this in the in the in the first one actually. I don't remember. Um, I don't think. But I, I, I it have, was four I might have, hours, so <laughs> I might have referenced in passing. But anyway, right, so um, sure. so it's it takes a swipe at Hollywood, where um, kind of in the it, you know in the in the same way that Rammstein takes a, a swipe at things, where it, this is kind of like a little bit of a, a bitch slap towards a lot of the industry stuff, like like you. Okay, so uh, yeah, so. Do you do you like remember any of the lines that you liked in that song, or, um, or like any of the motifs, or anything, anything like that? Stand up straight. Um, stand up straight. Show your show smile, your smile and, and be, be grateful. grateful. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. 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 That doesn't really do shit. <laughs> Nobody cares. Yeah. Uh, um, right. There was a. Um, you, you better touch your toes, and you'll, you'll need, need a, a new, new nose. nose, and you better stop eating too. Yep. <laughs> Covered that. a lot. Covered yeah. a lot right there. Yeah. So you you yeah. and so Jordan's singing these lines uh, in a harmony or or she, the lead or what? Harmony. Yeah, she sings a lot of the stuff uh, like with me. Um, you like overall Jordan and the rest of the vocal trio. They all do get their lead moments. Mm. Like you know you're gonna have your lead moment with Dark Waltz, and I think you're gonna have like you know a, a couple more in the live shows that are coming. Oh, cool. That, that aren't that. Okay. Uh, but it, you know, obviously like there's, there's definitely like the positions in the band with like me being the lead vocalist and, uh, you know, Alex being the lead guitarist sure. and there's moments for the bass, there's moments for the keyboards, there's moments for drums, there's moments for vocal trio. Mm -hmm. So everyone, everyone gets their, their moment of spotlight. And a big part of us setting up a stage show is learning like, Kate, this is Jordan's spotlight. Everyone back the fuck up. <laughs> and, then, and then, okay, we're, we're all in a line again. And then, oh, it's Daniel's time with a little bit of a rhythm solo. And then, oh, Alex's guitar solo. And then Paige does a thing. It's it's very much like a, mm. a, a chemistry thing or, mm -hmm. or a juggling act. I often wondered about that is like, you know, it's one thing to remember your parts and remember your, your lyrics and all that. But then like when you're doing a live show like that and you know it's time to break and let somebody come to the front and do their part like it, it that always seemed like an extra dimension to remember it's like oh yeah this song has the fiddle break after the second verse don't forget and you know what i mean i know there's no fiddles in your band but maybe there are i don't know yeah <laughs> actually well <laughs> no not permanent but uh but aaron aaron welsh does play a lot of good stuff with us um 
So um, we, yeah, we were we were talking about Marilyn. Um, so that you said that is your favorite song on the album? I think so. And, um, uh, yeah, no, I think so. And maybe summer, summer yeah. too. Yeah, there's a there's kind of like this nice. Rob calls it grunge, and I don't know if I agree with that, but I definitely see why he why he says it. Really? Yeah, he he kind of compares it to like the Alice in Chains and their Nirvanas and the and the. Oh, that, that, okay. like, it, it's a little it's a little maybe once those. he edits it it'll sound like grunge but I, yeah if, if he edits it like a grunge song anyway. yeah what do you guys a... think it sounds like infamous <laughs> <laughs> okay easy oh, buddy <laughs> <laughs> if, um, if you had to compare it to something other than yourself uh i mean it starts off like um very poppy actually i think with with the acoustic intro really? i think so okay yeah i don't know but then it then it goes into like you know you're not you're more classic like soft rock and roll soft. yeah it sounds, it sounds kind of like a like a like a radio rock mm-hmm. song okay. um like it, so it, it starts off it's i think it's got a lot of elements of like simon and garfunkel hmm like the way that the harmonies and the chorus happen, and the and the acoustic uh, showcase in the song, mm-hmm. it you know it, it gets heavy, but that acoustic guitar is there start to finish. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, and then the the guitar the, the the harmonies in the chorus are between Connor and myself are very reminiscent of Simon and Garfunkel, I think. Hmm. And that was a hundred percent a Connor thing. Like Connor Connor brought the riff to the band. Hmm. He said, I don't I don't know what to do with this. I'm not going to make it into a song. You should make it into a song. So mm. it became a song, and the harmonies in it are very Simon and Garfunkel, I think. Cool. But, uh, but, but yeah, so like, um, what were you? I, I would like to hear a little bit more about, if you don't mind, Jordan, you said that he, what Dan did with Marilyn was, was accurate, was right, and maybe could even be useful for, for how we think about women in the music industry. Like, and he did it from a male point of view, it sounds like. Yeah. Um um just you want to hear more about it or like just how i think about it sure anything like that it's like well what is it then what is it that dan was able to do but because there's so much of whatever you want to say women being being oppressed being having a harder time of it in these sort of businesses you know because of they're basically objectified they're made as like sex objects or or you know tools if you will and Dan yeah. was able to bring some a sympathetic look at that or open some eyes toward it, maybe? I mean, yeah, like he's definitely like just in the few lyrics that we already said, stand up straight, mm-hmm. show your smile, be grateful. Like there's so many things that we have to be thinking about all the time. Mm-hmm. Like even right now, I'm thinking about it. Like how do how am I how do I look? How am I being perceived? Like mm-hmm. It's just I don't I don't know I I don't know if you if you guys think the same way but like I'm I I whenever I see like videos of myself singing uh, sometimes I don't even like think about um, my actual singing like I'll I just I'm just looking at how I look and like if I look fat mm. or if I did something stupid like just like with a gesture or whatever. Mm um my double chin sometimes <laughs> you know that's just like something that always is in the back of my head um right and it's, it's always going to be there and, and i think all the women that are pursuing music or any performing so, art 
Yes. So I've got a I've got a question for you about that. So do you think that's a you thing? Like you are worried about about you know mm-hmm. like oh how's my chin look? Or do you think that's something that Hollywood has kind of like forced you to think about? Like that's that's their well, like, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. Like you look at you look at the girls on Instagram that have made it. You know, like I think of, I think of uh, Taylor Swift or like sure. Kylie Jenner or all mm-hmm. those all those girls that are perceived as perfect, right? Um, and if you, and yeah, like even they are sometimes like is the word scrutinized, right? or like whatever they post and even if and then you like you can you can sometimes I'll, I'll see like people are giving her shit for how she looked in that picture where i think she looks perfect and then i like look at myself and well, i'm like well if she doesn't if she doesn't look good then mm. i look like i'm absolute i'm like a disgusting troll or something <laughs> you know <laughs> i don't know it's no, just yeah that, that seems to be it right like it's the concern with the female body is just, it's just, it's an un, it's a battle you can't win. Yeah. I, I don't think as a woman, yeah. you know, so it's probably yeah. best to, I mean, so what does it look like? I don't know if the song can help with this or if you can just continue on the path of what we're talking about, but does, how do you get out of that? You know, that, that, you know, that you're so afraid, I guess, of being objectified by others and judged by others is like, how do you, how do you step back away from that? Or is that the human <laughs> condition? I honestly, I have not. Like, if if you're saying I'm going to become like a mini celebrity because of this, I will discover what that's going to be like because I have not been like put on such a pedestal mm. in like in my like I'm not gonna I've never had that many people look at me. Mm. I mean, I have my own stuff out, but it's just it hasn't reached the level of like viewers that this has um so i'll let you know i'll sure. let you know how i do sure. I'll deal with that okay. episode three because <laughs> yeah. all i yeah all i really all i really dealt with is my own and like my friends and my family sometimes mm-hmm. um yeah i, I guess if, if oh, uh, oh man i don't i don't want to weigh in on this too much because you know like a, a guy's uh input on like a, a very feminine issue is like Shut the fuck up! But um, <laughs> but um, I guess cause to answer your what you were saying before, the the best way we can get away from that is to not buy into it ourselves. Like yeah. like yeah, we're we're going to like you know whenever we do a video or or have a have a concert or something or like a, a photo shoot, yeah, we're all we're we're gonna we're gonna make sure we look our best and, and all that, but we're all doing it. It's, it's like the equal standard, like, hmm. like, and, and, and that thing you do where you watch videos and photos of yourself and like, Oh, I, I don't look a hundred percent. I do that too. Yeah. Like that. I, I a hundred percent do that. Like even from the Metallica thing, there's, I, I, I'm looking at like the photos and some of the videos and like, man, I am I'm not as energetic as I used to be. So I gotta, I gotta do something about that. Like I gotta be like a hundred percent entertaining all the time. Like make all the faces and the poses and like, yeah, but, yeah. but not that pose. Cause I look gross there. And like, <laughs> like, so like, I, I, I get it. Like I, mm-hmm. well, I think- I'll never, I'll never get it to the extent that you get it. No, but, but I, I understand. Like, I, I think that's, 
that's yeah that's another like human thing it's not just like a woman thing you know but it's a very woman heavy thing like it's, yeah. a, it's a very woman centered issue yeah. so and i and I'm, and I'm sorry you got to go through that and, and i'm sorry you're probably going to go through that with with this band although we're not buying into that <laughs> shit it's like right like <laughs> Yeah, but I think you're right. I think that's what the band should stand for. Then is is we collectively as a group of people. That's what that's the value that we put forward. Is like we don't give a shit about this show business uh, obsession with the body and with yeah. My friend uses the word venereal, like you know venereal disease, but venereality is like this obsession with the with with sex with the with the body as a sexual uh, vehicle or whatever. Right? It's like just reject all that shit and save the venereality for you and your. <laughs> Your loved one, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. All yeah, right, but, thanks, uh, guys. <laughs> but I am. Oh, sorry. No, you're. I'm bugging you. I'm bugging you. I, uh, I. I didn't hear what you said. The internet's kind of. Oh, okay, okay. Because I said something, and you both were staring at me. I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> no, no, it's just. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> Oh, that's fine. The audience will hear it and then they will hear nothing oh, from you. No, so I guess what I was saying was like, yeah, maybe can the band as a unit or as a cultural force just reject, start rejecting shit like that openly or else just in the way they operate? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm all about us. Like, I mean, I'm going to be very forceful about this in the sense of like, we are not a political band. Hmm. We're not, we're not like, we're, we're very much of the sense of like, we're, we're we we bring people together. We don't, we don't split go. people apart. Like we don't, nice. we don't have divisive opinions. We don't like as a group, we're not going to like put opinions out there as like of religion or politics mm -hmm. or any of the stuff that people really fight about. But, but like causes, fuck yeah. Like we're going to like this. I hope this song kind of says something about the, about the whole women in the industry thing. And, and I hope, you know, if, if we do a music video for it, then I hope that really fucking knocks people on the head. Yes. Yes, let's do that. That'd be fun. We, we don't, yeah, we don't we don't play into that shit. Um, it, you know, kind of in the in the rebellion vein. Um, mm -hmm. I mentioned Rammstein earlier. They there was some there was something that happened in like 2019 where where well. Russia is not a very friendly country with uh, the LGBT. Oh my God! LGBTQ. Thank you. The LGBT LGBTQ community. Um, it's it's just not a good place for them. Yeah. So, right. in pro protest of that, uh, after they finished the song, Ram the two Rammstein guitarists like kissed each other. Like these two, like these two men in their mid fifties, they're just like they made out on stage for a second, and they're like, you know. There's a big Protest. middle finger to, to Russia, to the government. Not, not, not to Russia, to that attitude. Right, yeah. right, sure, to homophobia. Yeah, like, like, like Russia's not the issue. It's it's the homophobia issue. Mm -hmm. yeah. So so Rammstein was like, fuck that. Right. So, so what you're yeah. saying is at the next infamous live show. Oh, everybody going to be kissing everybody. <laughs> but yeah, that's an interesting point. I like that that you you know you don't want to be divisive, and I think that's. I agree with that big time. I think that's what this podcast is trying to do is like build some connections, like rebuild some connections by allowing people like you to come and tell your story. Anybody could come on the show and tell their story. Um, 
but you draw a line there where it's like, but if there's causes, you know, if there's maybe if there is some disagreement or division going on, you as the band could go in and maybe at least what shine a light on the issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about shine. Maybe, maybe shine a light on the issue. It's more like put us all on a little more level of a playing field. Mm. Sure. Like, like in, in this group, I do absolutely everything I can to make everyone feel equal. Like everyone, everyone's listened to, doesn't matter like gender, ethnicity, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's the sexual orientation. Cause we've, we've got the whole fucking rainbow in it. We really do. Yeah. With, you know, like a, a band this size, statistically speaking, you gotta have a little bit of everything. Sure. Right on. But yeah, so everybody, you know, everybody's equal playing field. And I hope everyone that attends our concerts and listens to our music feels the same way. Well, yeah, that's actually interesting that you said that. Because remember the guy that I told you about that loves our stuff, Mm -hmm. my coworker? Um, He is part of the LGBTQ community. And he, yeah, he just, he feels like he can, like, listen and, like, come to shows. And that's why he's so excited for us to start Playing. Oh, that, oh my God, that means so much to me. What's, what's, what's their name? Brando. His name's Brando. Brando. Okay. Uh, I want, I want Brando like front row. <laughs> yes. Like, you would love that. You, you honestly, you should see him cause you have no yeah. idea how highly he talks about us. Oh, that makes me so happy. Like let's, like, let's do like a LGBTQ event at some point. Like let's all dress in fucking rainbow and like, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll rent a guitar and paint it like rainbow or something. Let's just do it. Like, <laughs> I'm sure you could find one that's already p- p- painted rainbow. Paint sure. it, paint it, yeah. Dan, paint it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but but to kind of come roundabout point, uh, the making yeah. making of videos. Um, any, oh yeah, any, right. any kind of from, from you know half an hour ago was that uh, <laughs> any any, any kind of additional thoughts there before we move on or. Um, I don't know, man. I am so excited to see it. Like, yeah. I think that it was a good experience. It was, yeah. Yeah, and the way the way we worked it, so like everyone talked for about twenty minutes average about mm-hmm. the about the the album and all the songs on it. And I got I got because you know if we if we had all eight members talk about all X amount of songs, right? That would just get it's an editorial nightmare. Well, yeah, but that would just be too much content, I think. So, yeah. so I basically picked three or four songs each for each band member to talk about. Yeah, and yeah, like you know, on Pirates, the showcase was on. Um, it was it was like Janine, John. Uh, I'm not counting myself or Rob because we talked about every song. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so it was, yeah, it was it was Aaron, Janine, John. And then dancing, like the, I think the next making a video that we're going to do, okay. dancing is Janine, Alex. Uh, I feel like I'm miss. Oh God, I'm missing someone. Oh, um, it, 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 no, it, it might just it might just be Janine, Alex, myself, Rob. Mm. Dan- yeah. Um, I know I talked about enslaved me, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I'm and I'm very excited to put that out. Like, cause that, that is going to be one of the, the sooner ones that we're going to do. So you will get your, your kind of, your, your spotlight for that, for that song. What was the, <laughs> what was sort of the reason behind doing these making of videos? I think it's a great idea. I'm just, I'm wondering why you thought you would do this. 
Oh, you're looking at me. Okay. Um, you wanted this, to do them. This is my idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell them my idea. <laughs> well, you pick that out of you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, excuse me. I love watching making of videos. That's mm. probably the, the first reason that I, that I wanted to do this. Um, I love watching making of videos of like Talica, Van Sevenfold, Rammstein, um, like all, all the big bands, like if there are making of videos, I will watch it. I love make, watching making of videos, like cooking shows. Like I love, I love watching people be creative and talking about this thing that they're doing. Mm. And, and so, I mean, yeah, it's more content and it's kind of a cool insider look for, for infamous fans to see, to kind of like a, a documentation of the album. But it's mm -hmm. also like, I hope, I hope these making up videos makes people want to create art. Mm. Oh, like, I, I, hope, I hope that it's like, that's cool. I want to do that. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. There's something to these days about behind the scenes period of anything like you know, or even the way that so much content is like reality based or, you know, lifestyle based, like people, people vibe with that these days where it's just like, let me just see you. No, don't strip away the show business and all the pro production. And let me just see you for who you are and what you do. Yeah. 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 And what I hope to do once we, you know, once everything's said and done with, I want to put, cause there's, there's going to be kind of two parts to this little, I guess, documentary you now that's, that's happened for the album. Uh, there's going to be the song portion where we go through and talk about each song individually. And then there's like that musician portion, which we talk about, like, you know, your, why you're doing this, what mm -hmm. your favorite songs are, mm -hmm. uh, what you hope comes out of the album. So it's, mm -hmm. it's going to basically be like a movie by the time it's done. Nice. So that's, uh, that's something I'm looking forward to. Beautiful. And <laughs> right. It can only help, right? Like, I mean, cause you probably have fans in other parts of the world, I think where, where they can't Absolutely. come and see you live as easily. Yeah, I'm I am shocked at, at the places that we get listened to. Like uh at one point actually at several points Spain was our most listened to country. <laughs> like I I only I only started targeting Spain like musically like you know sending advertisements to to oh. Spain after I found out that Spain really dug us. I was like, "Really?" Like, "Why?" And then and then India. India is another big country where like we have a lot of listeners in India. Really? And, why? Well, you <laughs> gotta I'm, ask yourself I'm, why. You know, like, I'm 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 over the moon about it. Like, <laughs> like we've we've blown up in India. We've blown up in like the, all the Hispanic countries, not just Spain, not just Mexico, but like fucking Argentina, Venezuela, Peru, and like <laughs> I didn't I didn't do that. Like, how did that happen? <laughs> so, do you have a sense of why? <laughs> or no, it, I mean, no, there's I, there's. I there's there was kind of a, a metal scene in this in South America or in Latin America at one time. Is that right? Well, or am I Yeah, so South America and Europe are both super appreciative mm -hmm. of music. Like North America, we're all spoiled brats here where it's where we've got so much music all around us that it's like, eh, we're all blase to it. But um <laughs> but and we don't appreciate it. But in, in South America and Europe, they they're hungry for it and they crave it. Which is why if you can tour those countries successfully you'll have no, there's nothing will stand in your way in the industry. No. Mm. Right. Cause they, they're rabid down there, right? Like they're, they're in, intense in their fandom. Mm -hmm. Like they bring that passion. <laughs> like you, you could have, you could sell arena shows like, you know, 
Mm-hmm. First week of August, it's like Kiss, and then second week, Metallica, third week, ACDC. You could do this for weeks on end, and it will fill up every single time because they're so rabid, rabid for music down there and, and, and hungry for it. And it's, and, and yeah, like so South America, Europe, right. those places are like, and, and those are a lot of the places that we've, that we've blown up. Like, I think th- there's always exceptions. Like, there's a, there's a, a couple listeners that we have in like, the Philippines. Nice. Uh, um, where else? Ireland. I want to say that was because of Rosie. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, 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 Rosie. No, that was, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of my, uh, I, I my think I know my archetypal nickname for her. I think, I think I called her, she, she called herself Rosie. I uh, know Elsie, Elsie, the, uh, the redhead in the, in the dancing video. I see. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So this this blowing up in Ireland is was a recent thing then. Blowing up is a strong word. I okay. mean, like there's there's listeners. The we have some people. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing with this podcast is like it's it's not a huge amount of people, but it's interesting because on the website I can see like a heat map of the world about where I'm getting listens, and there are weird, you know, there's Edmonton and Alberta, but then there's like why in Brussels do I have listeners? Like, what could I possibly be saying? <laughs> that's, that's cool. No, but that, I love that. I love that shit. So like, okay, so you got Brussels who's listening to North Bank. Where else? Uh, I'm just cruising the heat map right now. There's Yeah, let's, let's hear it. <laughs> uh yeah, like Ireland again. Yeah. London. Oh, good. Spain also a little bit, but then also just North America generally, I guess, Toronto. Yeah. I I wonder how many it really is though. I mean, it, over the year it's it's 3000 total downloads over a year of 80 yeah, some episodes. Right. So damn, it's not huge, but it's, it's not zero either. No, that's, that's nothing to shake a stick at. That's, that's awesome. That's good. cool. Well, Hey man, it's, I mean, you know it as well as anybody, you have to just do it and start and see, and people will gravitate to a thing once it starts to build its own gravity, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, at some point, and it doesn't have to be now, but at some point, I have a I have a a, a film thing that I want to that I want to regale you with. But um, well, it might as well be now. Might as well be now. Well, yeah, but I, I feel like I just finished talking a bunch, and I definitely mm. want you to get your like get your FaceTime and get your voice in there too. Um, yeah. What do you want me to? What do you want me to say? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> hopes and dreams. My hopes oh. and my dreams. <laughs> um. Let me think. Let me let me do a little hosting here for a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I I don't know. I guess here's one thing I've been struggling with. It's I don't know. This is not necessarily art or music related, but this idea we're in a culture now where where it's very in vogue or it's it's acceptable to talk about your problems with people, and people always say, "Don't suffer in silence," you know. Um, yeah. And you shouldn't suffer in silence. I'm not saying that. I just wonder if um, where you, where you're at, Jordan, maybe with just this idea of 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 people's mental health these days, and this idea that if I just keep talking and keep putting my problems out there, I'm going to find the solutions, uh, versus maybe doing some real internal work. And if that's not vague enough for you, I can keep going. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, it's yeah. Does that that's get you special. spinning, or I can keep going? Um, uh, maybe keep going. Sure, sure. Keep going. (laughs) 
Well, you, I mean, tell me about it. like you. Do you have friends that you're close with where you you open up about problems? Like, are you fortunate enough to have those relationships? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you find them you like? Do you find it useful to tell people about your problems? I guess my the issue I'm running up against is like it's hard to truly communicate what the problems are. They're my mm-hmm. problems. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Never thought about it like that. Hmm. Um, Lucky you. <laughs> now that you bring it up, I don't think it does help, actually. I don't think it does. I have, I, well, I mean, unless they can, unless they can actually give you some helpful advice or like a plan of attack, mm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Other than that, if they're just there to listen. Or let you know that you're not alone. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. Is this, is this like a stock question that you've been asking people? No, on, no. On- I just came to this the other day on an episode that I did by myself. And I, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to test it out on people. I just think it's, it's radically against kind of what's mainstream right now. Because the idea is like, yeah. You should just be able to post your problems in your Instagram story every day of every week and we should feel good about that. You know, but it's like, you're not communicating to me the problem because I don't know what it's like to be you. Yeah, like uh-huh. it doesn't, I don't feel like if, I've because I've done that before, mm-hmm. I don't actually feel like it makes me feel different. Hmm. does anything for me. And even people telling me that they're there for me, like my friends and my family sometimes telling me that. <laughs> I hate to say it, but it's like, I know, but that's not what I need right now, you know? Right. Like to me, it's like the, the only like salvation or the only change has to come like solely inside internally. Right. So yeah. what, like I, what I was even saying was like, if I told you two guys, a problem I had now, that problem has just doubled or tripled because now it exists in three people's minds. And now you're going to deal with my problems. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. I think about like one of my friends has is dealing with an eating disorder and okay. I can't really help her. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, like you, I, I you have can't. like, yeah, like I've tried to remind her to eat when it was really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but even like her doctor was like saying to our like her friends and her family, like, this is something that she has to do on her own. This is something that she has to decide that she wants to change and do something about. Um, and I can really just, and like, I'm still there for her to like talk to, mm-hmm. but I, I can really just sit there and listen. And uh, then I'll think about you, right. Then I'll think about it and right. think about how I can't really do anything <laughs> about it. <laughs> right. And, and that's it. Right. Then like that burden that's hers now is is your burden also and that's fine if you're a friend you can you can do that but i don't know that it lightens the load at all if anything it just makes it heavier yeah but is it i guess the counter thing is it better to just not tell anybody about your problems no i don't i wouldn't say that i'm not like i wouldn't say that either yeah well, yeah, yeah, because like if you if you don't tell people about your problems, then all of a sudden you get cases like Robin Williams. Oh yeah, like, sure. Like right. you think things are great, and then all of a sudden it's like you're reading you're reading his obituary and like what the fuck, like <laughs> like yeah, right. 
So I guess what I'm what I would say to, to to take it to the next step would be yeah obviously you have to communicate it but I wonder how much communication has to go on inside first like with Robin Williams like it was a it was like a degenerative disease like what were we gonna do but I guess I just wonder how much of that like outwardness is could be replaced by a little bit more of inwardness. Well, I hate to be the person to say it and maybe I will get shit on for saying it, but I think people that continually like talk about their problems on social media, specifically social media are most of the time attention seeking. Mm. Don't want to say that because I know I'm going to get fucking backlash, but I think it's the truth. (laughs) I think if you're talking about your problems consistently on social media, Mm -hmm. I don't know how much of that is real anymore. Right. And I would also say that the people that do this sort of uh, taking on somebody else's problems or taking on a cause, constantly championing the the issues of somebody else are then leveraging that problem for their own attention, right? It's like, look at this problem that I have taken on. Aren't Mm -hmm. I great? Isn't that good of me to do this? Yeah, like let me let me videotape this, like me giving money to this. Oh yeah, yeah like, that's what I do. Yeah, yeah. right. Yes. I, I don't know. So this just occurred to me, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know why I forced you people into that, but it, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's an idea that like I really am trying to use the podcast to work on ideas. So I blab them out, and then I get a chance to take them to others. So it's it's useful to know that you know it didn't go over as badly as I thought, but maybe I'm still oh. still working. No, and you know what? That's that's actually a really cool idea. That's why I asked you if this was like a stock question that you had. Like, it would, it would, I would be super interested in you having like a question or two that you just drop on someone that has nothing to do with <laughs> with uh, with their things, mm-hmm. and then you kind of like incur a conversation. Well, like, I think that's uh, I think that's exactly it. I mean, did you do you have further to say about it, Dan? Like, don't I mean? You're a pretty straight up guy. I think you don't you don't do a bunch of that me 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 stuff on social media. Like I, I don't see you as someone who's like, you know, <laughs> giving the world more than it wants of you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I am very much. I I think I am. I'm very much that person that doesn't broadcast their issues. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I do. Like like some of the surface level stuff. Like I've, I've, I never, I never broadcast when there's a death in my life. Mm. Um, I never broadcast when I'm depressed. Mm. Um, and you know, like with, with friends, like there's, there's kind of like a, a circle and, and you know, kind of like an ever rotating surface level circle of like some people that I'll tell a few of my issues to like mm-hmm. one or two. And then there's a smaller circle that I'll tell like some of my issues to. And then there's like, mm tiny group of people that i will tell all of my problems to Hmm. that's neat. so yeah so i i guess yeah short answer i don't broadcast my problem but it i do think that i check that box of like i communicate my issues with people right i'm not saying that's wrong i I wouldn't like that's not it i don't think but i think you make a neat point about having like (laughs) orbits you know there's, there's orbits, mu- yeah, multiple a, levels of of hell in dan's life that he subjects <laughs> people to i guess i'm like that too right like there are things that one person knows and there's things that maybe three people know and then maybe everybody mm-hmm. knows that you know yeah. yep yeah that makes sense yeah. i think that's everybody 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you uh, did you want me to run run some of that film stuff by you? Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So um, I, I guess there was there was kind of two two film things I was gonna I was gonna run by you. So first of all, um, since we've last spoken, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, like Infamous has done a lot of cool stuff. Like since we last talked on on North Bank, mm-hmm. um, we put out the B sides to Taste of Madness, which was really cool. That was your your first recording with us. Cool. Um, then we also put out the music video for Dancing in the Fire, which loved it. Fucking exploded. Yeah. Like, got more views than anything else we've done put together. Really, hey? Oh, it was crazy. Why it, do you it, think that was? The pretty redhead. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> Hot <laughs> chicks. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's uh, something to be said for it. I you know, yeah. I mean Um Yeah. Yeah, Elsie. Um I don't know, like good marketing and a, a, a fun song, good good products. Like, yeah, like it's just overall, like it. Um, yeah, like, can I say or can I ask you maybe about dancing in the fire a little bit before we go on? Like, yeah, absolutely. What's, what's up? It, I don't know. It just like it, I guess when I heard it, it, like struck me as a bit, a bit of a departure from at least from the last album. Yeah, and you had said I think in our interview last time that you were taking it somewhere new or you're exploring other avenues it, I, I don't want to use i don't want to compare you to the band the darkness but there's that sort of ribald or sort of sexual venereal if you will humor uh, apparent to the darkness and I, I i heard some of that in dancing in the fire like it wasn't afraid to be having fun yeah okay that's an interesting way of putting it not being afraid to have fun um i, I didn't write any like overt sexual or I didn't intend any overt sexuality in it, but sure. like, did, did you pick any up? Is, is that, is that there? The, the music video literally has you guys like trying to take each other's clothes off. No, actually. But, like, what is? I, I'm thinking of a specific scene where I'm like, oh, oh she, she, where she pushes me against the tree. That. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're like, Ooh, you know. But right. And then your the next scene is like you guys lying in the grass. It's romantic. Romantic. I see right through it. I'm looking at the YouTube description right now. Dancing in the Fire is a romantic yet fun song. Uh huh. That's how that was that that was our uh, our our marketer who did that. They wrote that. Do you disagree? Oh fuck no! No, no, that's uh, <laughs> that's that's exactly what it is. But um, yeah. So so dancing is a, definitely a departure. So the Taste of Madness was very spooky gothic um dark it still had it's like it's fun moments it's a very fun album as a whole but um mm-hmm. but i think um this is going to be in the making of video that we put out alex had a fucking perfect metaphor for it so he's like yeah taste of madness is very black eyeliner but dancing in the fire and a lot of this album as a whole is very like colorful peacock mm-hmm. blue and green and like <laughs> rave colors nice and and I was like, man, we're so putting that in the making up video. <laughs> <laughs> Taste uh, of Madness yeah. is black eyeliner, and 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 this new album is like the shirt that you're wearing in this video. The plaid or this or the, no, or the, in the horrible video. in the oh, music. Oh, video. Nobody yeah. needs to see that. No, I see it. The nerd shirt. <laughs> the third shirt. <laughs> third shirt. Which, which you know, do you, are you? Well, never mind. No, no, I'll come back to that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's exactly the shirt that I wore in the video is not an accident. Sure. Yeah, yeah, it matches. And the color correction of the video matches too. Like it's just it's it pops. 
we were we were just talking about that. We were. Mm-hmm. So like there's like Disney level color and then we're dancing is like right here. Right, just <laughs> right. I tried it, yeah. Yeah, like almost hurts your eyes. But, That's what you but, want. Yeah. It's like Man, you, know, right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you turn the water on hot as it can be and then you just roll it off just enough to do the dishes. <laughs> Yeah, that's how I color correct anyway, and that's how they co- yeah. color corrected this video. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Dancing—it's—it's it's very much the colorful, fun, poppy mm-hmm. uh, La Passion song. And sure, but it excites yeah. me. It excites me to hear your new material. If this is the direction that you were now, were you consciously trying to depart from a taste of madness, or were you just this is just where you were? You're in a better mood. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Oh no! Like I was, I was in a great mood when I wrote "Taste of Madness," but um, hmm. but no, I that that's that was that was the plan with this album from the very beginning. Was it was it was it was going to be very palatable and and I mean not every song, but like palatable, poppy, upbeat. Um, like the the song that she mentioned a second ago, "Enslave Me." Like that's that is very much not dancing. So we're going to cover all sorts of extremes on this album. We're like dancing mm. is the fun, colorful, poppy one. And then enslave me. People are going to be like, Oh my God. Like, yeah. Okay. Those are what are. <laughs> yeah. Like it's yeah. Like a very wide spectrum of emotions on this album. Okay. Now was that, it was that like you, a conscious decision you knew you, you knew you needed to do it or that was just the songs that were bubbling up again, both. So like, I wanted to check off as many boxes as I could. So I had like a laundry list where I was like, okay, we've got the fun poppy dance beat one. We've got the Marilyn, which is like the heavy bluesy. Mm. uh, Yeah. It's very like heavy blues. Mm. Um, And then enslave me. It's like that on its own. That song covers a lot of bases. It's got moments where it's very pretty. Yeah. Like the, like the piano stuff. And then it's got, and then like the, the vocal trio stuff. Yeah. And then it's got moments where it's very haunting and and, and soulless. And then it's got moments where it's gonna break your fucking neck. And it's 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 very it's very angry and painful. Um, yeah. What emotion? What em, kind of emotional corner would you put Ghost into Ghost of Lovers Past? That is very spooky, scary. I think. Okay. I, yeah. Um. It's not my favorite of the album. I'm not going to be honest. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's definitely in the realm of like, I feel like I'm in a haunted house. And I mean, like, that's why it's called Ghost of Lovers Past, mm-hmm. right? Like, it reflects mm-hmm. the title. What, what, other, what other kind of emotions on the emotional spectrum do you take away from the album? Like, you know, in the songs, like, what else pops up? And that song specifically? Any, any of, any of the songs. Mm-hmm. Um, summer, I feel like, is, yeah, very joyful and happy. Mm-hmm. Um, Enslave Me is like, I'm about to die. <laughs> I'm so scared. See, there's there's spooky party. There's spooky party. There's... Spooky party. I don't really know. Don't know the emotion there. Not really. I feel like that one's just like a a Doom. good like a, yeah, a good like banger. You yeah. know. Um, yeah. what else? Big life. Yeah, that one is like 
very reminiscent not mm, reminiscent but for the future whatever that word might be hopeful (laughs) Hopeful. looking forward to the future sure what what word is that i don't know i was gonna ask you 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 said something about how the artist who did the album cover he he listened to the album and he got this sort of futurism this sort of futuristic view yeah does the album now you said what the album doesn't necessarily present that or or does it uh well again like it, it it's irrelevant whether or not it does because that was his interpretation sure. so in so like before he even put pen to paper or, or mouse to to, to whatever program he uses <laughs> um before he did any of that he took in the the album as an audience member like he he listened to it and that moment like after he listened to it before mm-hmm. he put it into art is like the purest form of in interpretation as you can get hmm. so like okay like I, I always tell people like and, and you as an artist you also get this like the, the purest reaction you're going to get is the audience or the purest interpretation you're going to get because like you as a cinematographer you have a vision of how something like darker than night is going to be <laughs> and then the director is totally different from what you imagine so is the makeup artist and mm-hmm. the actors and the editor and the composer and the only people who get to see the thing for how it really is, is the audience. Interesting. See yeah. the thing for how it really is. Yeah, as the sum of its parts plus their brain, right? Like plus their interpretation of it. Yeah, yeah that's interesting when you say that because even when the album comes out for all of us band members, it's not yeah. going to be like how anybody... No, no, no. You are expecting one thing yeah. and then every individual member, myself included, is going to expect a thing. And the only people who really get to see it for what it is is the people who listen to it and consume it and, and yeah, take it in. Yeah, because they're not expecting anything. They don't mm. know what to expect. Yeah. Hmm. Pretty neat. I'm just curious about if there is a if there is a glance to the future or an eye to the future in any of these songs or, or what or then if not, then what kind of does your outlook for the future look like? Um well there there is a song. I guess if you want to get specific, there's a song at the end of the album that we've, it, you know, the working title is Big Life, but we're we're not going to sell it as that. Um, it's it's very much of the future. Like, it talks about the marriage between the earth and the stars, mm. and like what we what we could be. And there's a lot of really great lines in it. Actually, uh, Rob, the producer. Uh, he contributed a couple of lyrics to that song hmm. where he says things like, um, there's more that connects us than keeps us apart, which is uh, inspired by JFK and Maya Angelou. Hmm. Um, what else? What other was, what other some good lines in there? Eight billion stones. Hmm. Eight billion souls. Like, uh, hang on. What the fuck are, what the fuck are my lyrics? <laughs> eight, eight billion souls like so many stones on the path to a better world like mm. it, it's got kind of this very yeah hopeful for the future sure. kind of feeling to it yeah and i don't know if that answers your question but uh <laughs> i but, mean whatever i just threw something out there i, I think <laughs> <laughs> i like that line about there's more that connects us than keeps us apart that's something we should strive to remember yeah yeah, yeah. That, that kind of is the whole thing like you know 
most bands ever are like, yeah, our music is like to, to unite people rather than split people up. That's it's like, okay, that's, <laughs> that's, that's basic. Like write something about it, do something about it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Actually. Now, do you feel as a musician that, or, you know, yeah, as a musician, as an, as artists, is there more that you can do then? Or, or should the art speak for it? Like, here's the thing is like, do you put the art out there and then speak a whole bunch about it? Or at, at what point do you just let the album speak for itself? Like, I know you're doing the related content and the live shows and stuff like that, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the old thing that like, if you make a two hour movie, you shouldn't then go on stage and talk about it for half an hour first or after. Do you want to, you want to feel that one? Or should I? Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think you put it out there to let it speak for itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Honestly, I feel like I think you put it out there and like almost like we can talk about it now mm-hmm. a bunch, mm-hmm. but once you put it out there, then it has to speak for itself. Like I feel like it's almost like immediate that you just kind of like, well, maybe not immediate, like a month. Yeah. Well, sure. if if I remember correctly, you had you you had Braden on your your show not too long ago. Yeah, and you, I think this was you guys where you said something to the effect of "show don't tell." Oh, yeah, could have been. Was that you? I'll say yes. I'll, I'll claim, I'll, I have said <laughs> that before. I believe that's kind of what cinema should do. Yeah. For, when it yeah. when it has to, let's say more. It should show more than it tells. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you know what, like, I, I don't mind explaining like some of the stuff about the songs a little bit, but like, mm-hmm. I will never go on record and I'll never tell people what something really mysterious is like, it, like in my lyrics or what the song is about to me. Right. So like, like, you know, ghost of lovers past, like, yeah, I incorporated some of my own breakups and my own mm. stuff in that song. Am I going to tell you which ones? Never. <laughs> sure. That's funny so my um um, my songwriting teacher mm. is like you need to be as specific as you possibly can and i just like i don't know i totally disagree with that i like Mm. what you what you like and being mysterious with things and letting Mm. it be up to interpretation with songwriting and yeah like right like letting yeah, letting the art speak for itself, but also mm-hmm. letting people have their own interpretation of it. Because if yeah. I tell you my interpretation of my song, then all of a sudden, you're not your interpretation of the song. Changes. You're gonna kind of get them muddied together. Mm-hmm. What were you gonna, what, no, it what changes. Gonna say? It would change my interpretation if you then it, told it me exactly what the hell it meant. Like, yeah. it, it kind of gets me thinking about what we were talking about before about how you can't really share your problems with me in a meaningful way. It's like whatever experiences mm-hmm. you've had that led to these songs, you can't really share those with me. You can give me a song that allows me to project onto it what I think must be the problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then once that has been ruined for you, like once somebody <laughs> right. explains what it's actually about, well, then the connection to the actual piece is lost. Right, mm-hmm. right. Once Dan then goes on a podcast and says, well, I broke up with this girl in 2014 and it was this, this, and this, and this. It's like, well, yeah. thanks for shitting on that song that I didn't think was about that actually. Yeah. 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 As I explain the joke, but sometimes you have to. (laughs) Yeah. Um, As as for the uh, the film stuff that I was uh, that I wanted to bring up with you, um, so I I, as as we said, you um, well, there was there's two thoughts I had. Mm -hmm. 
you had Braden on, who right. is a very good friend of both of us. Uh, and Braden, that's how you and I met, was yep, on for sure. the film Darker Than Night 1. Since we've talked last, I was on the film set for Darker Than Night 2. And I can't talk about it too much, obviously. Oh, I'm... No, <laughs> we're not going there, man. <laughs> um yeah like i i can't talk about it too much but uh but you got you guys talked about it a bit didn't you uh i hope not i mean i i know that they had their challenges that's what we could say and i know that it didn't go as planned uh, i don't yeah, think we but... talked too much about it we talked about it a bit after the recording was over i hope i had stopped the recording and he just explained to me what the challenges were but yeah what did you um... want to say about it well, I was, I was going to say that, like, yeah, you guys mentioned that there were challenges to it, but I actually, I had a really, really fun time with it overall. Like, oh, okay. it, there was, yeah, there were some bad days or bad, bad setup, bad moments beforehand, but mm. I, I had a really good time on it. Like, um, Paula oh, Burroughs, Paula Burroughs, the, uh, the girl who, the, the, uh, he, he mentioned her, uh, she's an actress. She's on a, a Netflix show. Oh. And I had I had several scenes with her, which I thought was really cool. Cool. And I was on while I was in the middle of this process of filming, I was in I was on the phone with a friend in Toronto, and I mentioned, yeah, I'm on I'm on this film, and I'm doing a bunch of scenes with this girl named Paula Burroughs, who's on this uh, Netflix show called Dragon Prince, and she she freaks. She's like, what? <laughs> Look up her name on the credits right now, and tell me who she plays. So I was like, I, I hadn't done this already. So I was like, oh, okay. And I, I, I go, <laughs> like, and apparently she's one of the leads where I was like, she plays Rayla. And, and she, my friend, like, cried where she's like, <laughs> you're acting with Rayla? <laughs> so I, because of this friend, I made a point of getting a picture with Paula Burroughs. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it, yeah, it's, it, it's really cool. We, we had some really... We had some really fun like scenes together. We cool. had some good choreography and like the, the thing overall, it's like, it's, it's probably going to be as good or better than darker than I won. That's just my gut feeling. But, um, interesting. I'm yeah, glad was, to hear that, man. I'm glad you're the first person who's, well, not the first person, but you're one of the, I mean, that's the best thing I've heard in a long time about that production. Cause it, it was, it was a challenge. And things yeah, didn't and go so well, but you yourself, God damn it, you had a good time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, and yeah, like again, I am not privy to the issues. I know there were issues. Mm -hmm. I'm not privy to the issues. I don't want to know, but I think the means will justify the end. Okay, I think, and I, and I, I say that very tentatively because it's not my project. It, right. I'm just kind of like a, a meat puppet that they they. <laughs> put their hand up and make you do it yeah paraded around on camera a few times and like <laughs> said some dialogue and <laughs> like i got i got to film a scene in the in the edmonton airport like cool. that doesn't happen like that's not something that yield local film group does like that's that's cool as fuck right <laughs> did you reprise your role of the same character yes i reprised kind of a different iteration okay. of my character from darker than night one Right, because he was just a spirit that embodied bodies, right? He, he was right? he was a grim reaper, right? And uh, and I came back as a in a in a in a new form, and and uh, I mean I'm not even sure how all that works, but uh, 
But anyway, the um Michael the, the Michael other, Rye knows everything and he just lets it out sporadically as he has to. Yeah. Yeah. The the other thing I was gonna bring up to you, because you, you might appreciate this, and then I'm gonna turn the question around on you. Okay. Is I I've been doing a passion project recently. Mm-hmm. Where it's I, I told I told uh, Jordan a little bit about this before before we started. Um, it's a script that I'm writing. It's a story mm-hmm. that I've that I've had in my head for a few months, and I'm just now in the last month putting to paper. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, it's a it's a feature length, so it's going to be like a it, it's it's grown very <laughs> very much so. Like um, I thought it was going to be kind of like a like an hour long short, mm. like a like a long short. Sure. <laughs> yeah. A medium, you know, like a, a medium. <laughs> yeah, like a <laughs> a long short, yeah, or a uh, short long. <laughs> Sorry, that's what she said. Oh um, no! I <laughs> I was under the impression it was just going to be like a little forty-five page script, but I'm like I think sixty pages in, and I'm just over halfway done. So right. you're finding there's a lot there's a lot there. Yeah, it's it just it's the thing that keeps on growing, and mm-hmm. it's uh, and yeah, it's it's really cool to. Well, okay. So after I finished writing for this album, um, like I, like the last song was written mm-hmm. and we're recording it. When, when that creative part of me wasn't needed anymore, I experienced something that a friend of mine calls guitar death, hmm. where basically the creatives, the creative well is dry. Sure. And you got to give it some time to come back and to fill up again. Right. As I was, I am, so creatively spent on this album that like I, I had to, I had to hmm. like, cause, cause writing is my thing. Songwriting is my thing. I, I love like sitting there and just seeing where something takes me, but, but I had to stop cause I, 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 I had to set the guitar down creatively for like, it's, I think it's been like a year now since I finished writing the last song, but um, hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, so guitar death. And I'm I'm in the process of bringing that back mm-hmm. and my creativity back. I'm doing little creative outlets like okay. this passion project script. So I was going to ask you that. Do you have? And I, I'm going to turn this around on you as well. Do <laughs> you have any kind of passion project creative things that maybe aren't film related that mm. you do that you do to kind of like keep the keep the spark there or sure. to keep uh, keep the fire going anything like that well certainly the podcast you know it, okay i've only recently started doing video and so now i'm now it's kind of related right where i'm thinking about lighting and framing and all that stuff but you know outside of that and before that it was it was something completely removed from the from the film and video it was a way to work on ideas to be a better conversationalist you know to to figure out what i think how best to express myself so for sure that Okay. I write and re- I write and play guitar. Like I write songs and play guitar, play drums poorly. Well, not not poorly, but just for myself first, you know. Adequately. Adequately, I would like to think. Mm-hmm. But for sure you need those, man. And what you're talking about is not I'm sure it's not uncommon with creatives where it's like you just drive so hard down one road and then mm-hmm. what? You can't just stop creating, but you you have to get out and maybe start walking, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Okay. That's that's cool. So you do CD so music, and you it it started the podcast from mm-hmm. that. So I'm, I'm sure the podcast is kind of a creature that just kind of take it on its own life it's, now. Yeah, it really is, man. Once I get to a hundred episodes, we'll 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 see. I might just stop completely. I don't think so, but I have thought about just stopping. <laughs> oh man, that would, that would bum me out. I I mean, like I haven't listened to every one, but I've, I do my best to watch them occasionally. Oh, I appreciate like, that. I watched the one with Braden. I think I've tuned in for clips of like. I don't know a dozen or two others, but okay. uh, thanks, man. But yeah, like, I'll, I mean, uh, I'm obviously I'm not gonna like force your hand. Like you gotta keep doing this thing, but like <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll me personally I'll be bummed out if you stop. Mm. Good to know. Do what you want to do, man. I'm a fan. <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah. I guess just to, to wrap the thought, it would be like I drove hard to get to 100 episodes by the end of the year, and then. I got what I wanted. That's the crazy thing. I started this podcast to think, what do I think? How can I be a better speaker? How can I talk to people? How can I work on some ideas? And I got really far in that. And now it's like, okay, now what could the podcast be? And I think it is just a place for people to connect and for people to share their stories and even less about me than before. Mm -hmm. I'd rather just be the guy that opens the door, you know? Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, What about you? What uh, what kind of passion project creative outlets do you have that maybe aren't they they might be music they might not be but uh what do you do to keep the fire going Uh, um obviously writing my own stuff Mm -hmm. um honestly school and work kind of take up my life right now Mm -hmm. i don't really have too much outside of that just kind of sad but well, well, all those things, like that's why you need a, a passion thing more than anything. Like, that's, I just don't have time, man. Oh my God. <laughs> well, there's, there's always time. There's time like on your commute. Like I, I think of some of my best ideas on the way to work. Um, I think of harmonies and melody ideas and lyrics in the shower. Like I think of stuff as I'm like watching TV or like I, I'll be watching The Simpsons and I'll hear a line or I'll hear a word and the word will trigger a, a line. And it's like I gotta write this down. So like, there's there's always time. You just gotta, just gotta you just gotta listen, and wait for it. Well, that happens to me too, I guess. But that's just like you know, writing my own stuff. That all kind of categorizes mm-hmm. under that. Okay. Um, other than that, yeah, I don't really do much else. Um, yeah, I mean, school and doing those projects mm-hmm. are a thing in itself. Like that's all creative stuff, right? learning all the songs and mm-hmm. that I'm going to perform in class and playing piano because I'm for my keyboard class, okay. you know, that's kind of, that takes up my life. And then I work five days a week on top of that. Damn. Are mm-hmm. you burned out? Oh, I'm sure. But here I am. <laughs> Smiling. Yeah. yeah. Camera ready. Yeah, camera ready. What is it maybe then for you, Jordan, that's, that's, it's not, yeah, it's not school. It's not work. It's not music. Like what, what is it? What is left? Like, is there something, anything sleeping, I guess? Well, I do really enjoy what I do. Mm. I'm a manager at a restaurant. Oh, cool. Um, and like the company I work for is very much focused on the development of the team. And so I'm not just like a manager. I'm also like, I'm also helping these people like work towards their own personal goals and like helping them realize their leadership skills. And like, I'm and like through work, I get to do volunteering sometimes. And then I also get to be part of like 
workshops. Hmm. Like, yeah. So I really love my work and that can kind of turn into my passion project sometimes. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, that sounds amazing. (laughs) That's more than a job. It's not an original Joe's, is it by any chance? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I knew it know? as soon as you started talking about it. I, I've done a bunch of video work for for them, for Allie Stone and and those guys. What? Allie yeah. and I are like best gals. Oh, what? my God. Oh, man. Yeah. I, take yeah. a picture. Take a picture right now and send it to her. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Do it's it. great. That's so yeah. funny. Maybe we'll get like a live Just reaction. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. No, she's okay. the best. Oh, I know. But it's more than a restaurant, right? It's a family. It's a family, God damn it! It really is. It really is. Oh, and I'm, I'm, I'm just being like, you're being a rock star. Being facetious. 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 The thing about Original Joe's is you get two sides with your burger. You get fries and salad. Oh, I know. I can't eat it all. You see? You see? Now that's that's putting people first. I think. You know, you know what else could be kind of, I mean, this is going to be just being sporadic, but sure. like, you know what else? Could be, could, could you, we had the thought of you just dropping a real bombshell question on people and just seeing where they go with it. Right. Something that might be kind of fun just to break stuff up and be like, word of the day. Let's look up a word of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, like let's, let's learn a new word. I like that. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, for sure. A little bit of variety, but you know, not just driving down the road together, you know, Where's, where's my phone? Let's look up facetious. Facetious. Oh. Yeah, let's hit me up. You know what? I love looking up the words, but also like where the word came from or like the root. Or yeah. like the, you know, like. F-A-C. Oh. There, that's a top, yeah. It's like fastidious, doesn't it look like? Treating serious issues with deliberately inappropriate humor. <laughs> I like that. I mean, not far off. <laughs> yeah, you were there. Facetious. That's that's your for for all of you you viewers. That's your word of the day. Your word of the day. Facetious. Right. Take it home and spell it. I have a question. If I go pee, mm. <laughs> I have been holding it in for thirty minutes. Go on now. The like, sh- a, do you, you edit this? Or? I do no. not edit it. I, I, I think learned it- last time. No. I learned last time <laughs> that Patch does not edit. There were stuff that I was like, "You're gonna edit this out, right?" And he's like. Uh huh. And then he didn't. You think I'm going to go? You think I'm going to go back and? Yeah, just go. We're going to wrap it up when you come back. What? Yeah, go on, go on. Oh, but now everyone's going to know. Get the hell out! Oh my God, these women and their. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Finally, Dan gets to sit on the couch after two hours. No, uh, uh, top of the stairs. Okay. Oh my knee. God, yeah. who invited her? <laughs> well, I'm, I, yeah, like, like I, m- I mentioned earlier, like I'm mm. very much of the mindset, like, like trading spotlights. So uh, there were, uh, mm. yeah, like I, I try to get like people onto uh, podcasts mm. and interviews and stuff like that. Like it's, mm. it, I want it to feel very much like a rotating door where everyone gets their, their oh. time. I love it, man. One of my favorite musical groups is the band and they were like, they had three vocalists and the, and they never, they, they were a brotherhood. They never put any one person first. They, they kind of even were scared of any guitar solo or organ solo going too long, you know? I mean, I'm just scared of guitar solos, period. Well, like I think, on, I think on this album, I've got like, 
one. Really? Well, uh, live is a different story. Like there's going to be a couple, there's going to be a couple of solos that were recorded by guests. Oh, cool. I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing one guest solo or I'm playing in the place of one guest solo. Gotcha. I, I've got moments, but like, yeah, this, this album is very like, there's a, there's a couple of, there's a bass solo or two. There's nice. a, there's a couple of really sexy drum moments in there. So nice. yeah, everyone, everyone gets their fill. I'm excited to hear it, man. I'm, I'm really getting stoked because dancing in the fire was, I mean, I like taste of madness, but it was, I would say, I wouldn't say it was my cup of tea. I was like, I could appreciate it. I enjoyed listening yeah. to it, but it didn't speak to me in the way that some other genres do. But then I'm not insulting you, I hope, but like, no, no, not at all. Like, what I what I then heard with Dancing in the Fire was like, oh, this dude has like dimensions to what he's capable of, and now you're telling me you're taking it somewhere, some to some other solar system. It's like I can't wait. And what's what'll be nice about this album is that like this your with with me, and I think with everyone else, your favorite song will change. Hmm. So like people will if they're feeling if they're having a good day, it's like yeah, my favorite's going to be Dancing in the Fire or Marilyn because mm-hmm. Marilyn's got lots of attitude. But then, like, you know, maybe you're feeling a little more, a little more um, reflective, and like, oh, I want to listen to a song like "Ghost of Lovers Past" or, uh, or, AK the the piano ballad, hmm. or maybe I'm feeling angry, so I'm going to listen to "Enslave Me," or hmm. I don't know, I don't know how many like that's cool though. Yeah, that so, the album yeah. could offer something to someone on a different day for a different mm-hmm. reason. Yep. Something for everybody. Something for everybody. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I very much hope to have you and and maybe like a, a, a guest or two of yours at the at the listening party. Uh, if I can make it, I would be there in a heartbeat, man, for sure. Yeah. March. Uh, I think it's going to be like the first two weeks of March. Okay. That's, that's all I really know right now. Um, again, nothing set in stone, but mm-hmm. uh, that's when we like to do it. Okay. I, uh, and potentially at Garno Theater. That yes, I am in talks with Garno Theater. We haven't we haven't like put a deposit down yet, but uh, we're it, that's that's our number one right now. Cool. Now, do you like the sound system at Garno Theater, or are you going to bring your own? Oh fuck yeah, bud. <laughs> okay. I don't love it sometimes. Some nights, some movies, it's like what is going on? I can't hear a goddamn thing. Well, I've, okay. So like at the Edmonton Short Film Festival, um, they played. Well, that's uh, that's our best music video of 2019. Um, nice. They they played "This Is the Life," okay, at the, at the thing, and it I've never heard it sound so like big. Like I, I okay, <laughs> okay. I guess that'd yeah. be the way to do it, man. Is like if it was a good theater sound system, that'd be the way to listen to your. To your shit, yeah. Seven point theater sound system. I'm ex- I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, Woo! What did Allie say? Anything? Not yet. She didn't reply. She probably. She might be working. Yeah. Probably sleeping. Probably sleeping. Yeah. Like we a... have a workshop tomorrow. Actually. Are you no. doing any of that stuff with her in her in her leadership business outside of Original Joe's? Like, are you going to workshops? No, they're all still part of Original Joe's, oh, okay. but like she uses them like for like her business as well. Mm. But they're still like part of Original Joe's, but she like films them for her actual like 
leadership right. business outside of it. Um, I do want to get on her podcast though at some point. That would be you should. Well, she's got one too. She does. Okay. She talks about uh, leaders and like you know managing all That's that really stuff. Cool. Yeah, hospitality based, hospitality. right? Yeah. Yeah. Make sure to make sure to plug your music and ours. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just like pinpoint that. Yeah. You gotta yes, just plug it. Um, yeah. I'm going to wrap it up. I think this was tremendous. It was just really great to see you again, Dan and Jordan, to meet you. Yeah. yeah I hope, awesome. I hope that we didn't, I hope that we accomplished something. I feel like we did. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah I, don't I, know. Like, I was, I was a little worried that we were just going to like rehash a lot of the same shit we talked about last time, but uh, I don't think we did. Like we, no. we, yeah. Like pros. Lots of, yeah. Bunch of pros. Bunch of pros. Right. Just have good shit to talk about. Um, do you? Oh, sorry. What were you? No, say? I was just going to say: Is there anything like upcoming, like in the immediate next couple of weeks for the infamous that people might want to know about, or Jordan for you and what you've got going on? Or no, I, I. <laughs> nice. You know what? Look out for a single, because I. From Jordan Rain. Yes, from Jordan Rain. Okay. Because. I'm planning on putting that out pretty soon here. Oh, okay. Yes. There it it's is. I've been editing problems, apparently. You had ulterior motives for coming out here tonight. Uh-huh. Oh, sneaky. You got to like that. <laughs> she's of she's of my kind. Yeah, I was about to say. I ta- he taught me everything I know. Oh, so. oh <laughs> Lucky you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, any, any, that, those are your yeah, comments. That's, that's, is, is thank you for having Jordan me. This has single. been great. My pleasure. Longer than I expected, but hey, that's how it goes. Like, well, like I said, the, the last one was two forty one. So oh, I know. Right, right now we're like two fifteen or something. Yeah. So that's whatever. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do, do you do you want to go first with your closing comments, or should I? Nope. Give her Dan. Okay. So I guess my closing comments would be um, for future stuff. We've got the listening party that we're planning in March. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to, it might not be like a music, like a, a song or a video, but we're probably going to put a thing or two out before the end of the year. Like maybe mm-hmm. the album art, Ooh, maybe we'll let mm-hmm. people in on that. The album, yeah, you know, the, the thing that we've been hinting at for a lot of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've also got a photo album from the, some of the recording sessions taken, Ooh. taken by uh, whispering Valley photography that I'm sitting on that we're, but yeah, we should put out at some point. That'd be good. That'd be, mm-hmm. that'd be, that'd be a nice thing to put out before the end of the year. Um, Start so rolling top, out a little something so we can get a taste of what's what's in yeah. store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So on top of, um, you know, songs and music videos before the album release, mm-hmm. there's there's a bunch of stuff that we can put out, like like uh, photo albums, uh, not just music videos, but studio videos. So I had a GoPro rolling for a lot of the recording sessions, mm-hmm. and there's... Uh, there's there's gonna be some studio videos of the songs. Oh no! That you can look forward to. <laughs> oh dear. I love those personally. I actually almost yeah. like those more than live concert videos sometimes. Yeah, like it, it shows. It, actually, they they capture a lot of the takes that we use on the album. Cool. So, yeah, and, and you know, varying degrees of wardrobe. Like sometimes, right. sometimes Jordan's looking like fucking. Red Dressed carpet the ready, nines. and <laughs> and sometimes Daniel comes in in like a fucking man bun and, and like oh, kind of yes. gross and <laughs> sweatpants. But I sound oh, good. Oh, but I've I've shown up to the studio in fucking sweatpants and sure. then a stain on my sweatshirt. You know, <laughs> doesn't matter. 
Yeah. But, but yeah, so obviously we've, we've always, we're always sitting on something. We've always, always got something coming down the pipe. Uh, I guess the thing for, for the listeners to, uh, to keep in mind is like the best thing you can do to help us out. And, and this isn't just us. This is a, a North Bank Media podcast as well. And anyone else, any other artists that you like that you may find on this thing, best thing you can do for us, go like the Facebook page, go subscribe to the YouTube channel and the Instagram and the TikTok and the fucking the, the, the OnlyFans. Only uh, the OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, yeah, go go support all the stuff. Go give us the thumb and the subscribe. And go <laughs> comment. Go share. Go go watch the video one or two yes. times. Yeah, like that's that is the best thing you can do for us. Mm-hmm. And and obviously, like come see us in concert if you oh, if yeah. you if you like what you see. Right. Then like yeah, come see us in concert. Come subscribe, comment, like, share. That is that is so helpful. It doesn't seem like it's helpful, but it is so helpful. So go go find our if you like. Mm-hmm. The, some of the things you've heard us talk about on North Bank Media tonight, then go go find us. Go go partake. Go find them and listen to the goddamn music. You will not regret. It. I can tell you that. It's wild. Yeah. Doesn't yeah. sound like a local band, that's for sure. No, they're larger than life, and they're going. They're they will soon fly fly high. I believe that. There's talks of touring. Oh, and I. Uh, again, that's, we don't we don't have. Uh, this is an outside source talking about touring. Mm. This isn't us. Like, let's go to Calgary. Like, no. There's there's like a there's, there's people there's people who are talking with us. Okay. The logistics of organizing a tour. See, there's always something. There's always something. We're you're taking the show on the road, as they say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> phase two phase two right phase uh, one yeah. yeah no I, I I appreciate you guys and Dan thank you for reaching out and kind of seeing this podcast as an avenue for you to promote yourself that's what it's that's what it's all about man anytime you want to come on it's it's here yeah that's that's very symbiotic like I I hope that like when we post we share all the North Bank stuff I hope you get like you know a subscription or two or three or six and <laughs> some views and and I mean, like uh, our previous interview with you or our previous podcast with you, is it your most watched one? No, but it's like top 10. It's up there for sure. Yeah. And so. that, that has a lot to do with you and, and you pushing it out there. So that's again, what the show needs. I don't have a built-in audience. You know, it's, it's the chance for the guests to take this thing and go. Oh, no, you, you're starting to. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Yep. That's why I'm not going to stop. I was just joking. I'm not going to stop. <laughs> Well, I hope you don't. I, I would addicted. like to. Uh, let's let's get it to the yeah. four digits. Why not? Why not? Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Dan and Jordan, thank you. And this is the first of many. And best of luck on the uh, man. You're, it's it's almost showtime, if you will. It's almost showtime. Almost showtime. That that could be the name of the episode right there. It's almost showtime. I think that is the name of the episode. I love when I figure out the title before I have to edit. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's, that's really cool. <laughs> awesome, you guys. Thanks so much. We'll see you soon. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And, uh, and you know, have a good Christmas. Hey, man, have thanks. A, have a good 100 episodes. Oh, yeah. I'm getting there. Thank and, you. Uh, and we're, we're very happy to be with you. We'll see you hey, soon. My pleasure. Okay, we'll see you guys.
listening to the North Bank Media Podcast. If you enjoy this conversation, please subscribe on YouTube and give us a like. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe as well and leave a five-star review.